The Serious Side is coming up next, right here on the TJRS Radio Network. This year, my mom got me the perfect bag for back to school. These council binders help me stay organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying. These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in art class. These colored pencils, too. These new socks? They can be a real lifesaver. I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. School shootings are preventable if you know the signs. Learn more at sandyhookpromise.org. What do you wish for? A nice life? Nice things? Or do you wish for something more? A sense of purpose? Do you wish to discover a cure? To write code that cracks an unsolvable question? To further our exploration into space? Or to invent something that changes everything right here on Earth? Well, If that's your wish, make yourself ready. Because when you look back, you'll see that you didn't just make wishes. You realized them. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. Two South Carolina attorneys who had been preparing to defend former President Donald Trump in his second impeachment trial have parted ways with Trump just days before an important deadline. Trump must answer the articles of impeachment for incitement of an insurrection by Tuesday. South Carolina Public Radio's Victoria Hansen reports. Attorneys Butch Bowers and Deborah Barbier of South Carolina are no longer on Trump's legal defense team. A source close to the situation says the decision to separate with the attorneys was mutual. No explanation was given. Meantime, Trump advisor Jason Miller tweeted they have not made a final decision on their legal team. So far, neither Bowers nor Barbier have commented publicly. Both are from small firms in the state's capital city of Columbia. He's an elections and ethics attorney. She's a former prosecutor and trial attorney. The impeachment trial is expected to begin February 9th. For NPR News. I'm Victoria Hansen in South Carolina. Three other attorneys have reportedly also left the five-member legal team. 
Thousands of people demonstrating across Russia today demanding the release of the jailed opposition leader, Alexei Navalny. Hundreds have been arrested so far. They reportedly include Navalny's wife, Yulia. The BBC's Sarah Rainsford reports on a crowd headed toward the Moscow prison where Navalny is being held. We've seen extraordinary scenes in the past hour or so. Huge groups of protesters swarming through the streets here, riots in big numbers too. They're moving in packs, they're swooping into the crowds every so often, dragging people out and arresting them. But there's all the traffic, you know, people driving past, hooting their horns, waving victory signs. And I'm now standing actually in front of a big apartment block. They're up out of the windows watching what's happening. And right in front of me, uh, someone's written and posted a, a handwritten sign, and it says, Leave, Ukhadi, and that's obviously directed at Vladimir Putin. To the coronavirus pandemic now, it appears to be contributing to increases in opioid and other drug overdose deaths. From Immersation WAER in Syracuse, New York, Chris Bolt reports that opioid deaths there up sharply. In 2020, Onondaga County saw a 40% spike in opioid overdoses from January to September as compared to the same period in 2019. Health Commissioner Dr. Indu Gupta blames conditions brought on by the pandemic. Anxiety, depression, discomfort, low morale, those individuals who were suffering from addiction, all those things have culminated into rise in our opioid overdose deaths. She also says treatment is harder to come by with COVID restrictions. Last month, the CDC blamed the pandemic for the highest number of drug overdose deaths nationally in a 12-month period. For NPR News, I'm Chris Bolt in Syracuse. And this is NPR News. morning and welcome to open mic the flag on the wall edition with your favorite on air personalities j ryle mr lds miss vanessa mr johnny d mr jerome and miss kathleen now here is your host mr j ryle thank you thank you thank you and good morning good morning welcome all into the serious side open mic once a month, we allow you guys to become, quote-unquote, that fly on the wall as we have conversations amongst ourselves. I'm here with Vanessa, Mr. Elias, and uh, Johnny D in the place to be. Glad you guys can join us this morning. The number is 347 Of course, Jerome is free, usually joins us after his commitment with Clear Channel Radio and Kathleen Williams makes her appearance when she's available. But chat room should be open. Conversation starts right now. Let me say what's up to y'all. Good morning, folks. What's up, my people? What's up, Vanessa? Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. It's a beautiful day here in Houston this morning. How are you? I am doing outstanding. It is a beautiful day. Uh, a man who has been missing from the lineup for a few weeks. People, he is alive. He is well. And you will hear his voice right now, Mr. Johnny D in the place to be. What's going on, John, man? Welcome back in. Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I tell you what, it, it is a, a a dreary day here in regards to the weather, but uh, I am so thankful to be back uh, with my normal Sunday routine. I've been putting in some work and trying to keep the citizens of this great state safe. Um, 
as best I can. So I am certainly looking forward to to being a, a part of this discussion this morning. Uh, Jay, Miss Vanessa, Les, uh, Mr. Jerome, Dr. Williams, and for all that allow us an opportunity to come to your homes. Uh, it is truly, truly an honor. Uh, you know, you, you never know what you you miss until it's not there. So, uh, you know, my, my, my weeks have been certainly fulfilled with other obligations, but this has become an outlet over the last several um, years for me. So, again, uh, I thank you, brother, and uh, hey, just glad to be back in the house. Yeah, we're glad to be here, too. We're it's good to hear his voice, huh? We were talking about those Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers a couple of weeks ago. I sure wanted you in on that one, but that's all right. Who knows? We'll see what happens. <laughs> tell the man what's up, bro. It's all good? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, sir. I wish you could say the same about the weather here, but we got uh, almost a damn foot of snow here. So after the show, guess what I'll be doing? But hey, good morning to you. Good morning, Nessa. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Rich Sister. Good morning, Mariana Music. Good morning, Momo B. Good morning, my brother Hawk, and good morning, my brother Jerome. Good Spruce. morning, good morning. Morning, man. Here it is, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. The crew, it feels normal now that Johnny D's back in the place. And for all you people that's who have been inquiring yeah, about Johnny D, there he is. You know, as you, where did he go? We miss him. He's here. There he is. Johnny D is in the place to be. And of course, once again, Jerome will join us a little later on, hopefully. And Kathleen Williams joins us when she can, when she is not doing her secret uh, spy stuff. So anyway, the number is three four seven eight five zero one two seven two three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. This is something that we started this year, or maybe we started in December. I'm not sure, but it was so popular. So once a month, open mic conversations. You guys can be that fly on the wall. Matter of fact, we're not even going to act like you're here, even though we will take phone calls and we'll monitor the normal places that we monitor throughout the show. Chat rooms open. Social media sites are open. We have eyes on you. We will still do Chatterbox, obviously, and uh, we want you to be a part of this show because this show is your show. But right now it's just time to have a conversation. And, you know, look, I, I tell you what, Mr. Elias, um <laughs> What we're seeing with this whole thing, you know, first of all, can we all agree that we're not going to call this this crazy lady uh, MTG? Can, can we can we can we agree to that? Because, you know, I was listening to I was listening to Donnie Deutsch on a Morning Show the other day, and he's a marketing guru, and he was talking about how we should call her MTG. We want her to be, we want everybody to know how loony she is. We need to give her a brand because we want people to understand that she is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. But see, I disagree with that assessment. I think when you start giving them these cool nicknames that makes them cool, that makes them chic, that makes people want to be like them, I just think it's ridiculous, to be honest with you. Then there was another person on there that says, you know what, no, call her by her name, say Republican congressperson Marjorie Taylor Greene, and then commence to kicking her in the shins. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure that this has been on people's mind this week, I would like to think anyway. You know? Come on. Yeah, mine is definitely. That, 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 you know, I, you know, not only her, you know, they're saying there's other people that are in the, uh, and, 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 and there that are, are white supremacists too, which is not, not surprising to me, you know, but she's, yeah, but she's the one that's out front though. She's the one that's out front. She's the one that's not even apologizing for the stuff that she's saying. 
I mean, talking about putting a bullet in Nancy Pelosi's head. Yes. Really? And also to serve yes. in Congress with you. You know, is that the same one that gave Secretary of Education the position? That's her. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 she got Secretary of Education. She's on the board of it. But it's just like, it's, no, it's, I mean, it's, you're right. That's Secretary of Education. She's on the Education Board. You're right. Thank you for catching that, Ms. Yes, yeah. Well, she is right. on the Education Board. She's not Secretary of Education. I'm forget, who is the Secretary of Education that he nominated? Nominated for that uh, post, I can't remember. We'll look it up and get it out there to you. But yeah, it's her. That's her. That's the one who's the yeah. liked post that enough. said, uh, 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 you know, put a bullet in Nancy Pelosi's head. I mean, come on. You know, <laughs> John. Here, here's the deal, bro. What I don't understand. And what I really don't get is how people actually put her in office. I thought that she ran unopposed, and I want to. I need to check the facts on it because I thought that she yeah, had she ran, she unopposed. ran unopposed. She ran in the general. So, so, so yeah, yeah, because it's a yeah. deep, 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 deep Republican district, and it didn't really matter. You know, no Democrat right. would have had a chance to win. So maybe that's the reason why she ran unopposed. But for someone to put her yeah. on the ballot, she was running against some guy, both you know, Republicans or Republicans, but she was running against a guy who was a, a doctor and a faith leader in the community, even though he was a, he's a Republican, but he was just a guy that, in my opinion, we just had a difference of opinion. He was a guy that's a good guy as far as his standing in the community. I think he was a deacon or something at the church. He's, a you know, once again, a physician. And this nutball wins. What does it say about our country, guys? What does it say about our country? It says that we'll vote for any and everybody. Doesn't make a difference. That that that's that that's my point right now. That, that we'll vote for any and everybody because we have not we have not put a stop to this stuff yet because she's been killing our supporters. And I've watched uh, on Vice TV the. Uh, the documentary on Q, man, it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable how people go down these rabbit holes of QAnon and they never come back out. I don't know. I, I just think that it's, it's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Now, where did uh, QAnon uh, originate? I, I'm not sure. Where, where did that originate, QAnon? QAnon. Who, where, where did that come from? I, I remember first well, hearing about them when that whole pizza gate thing was happening. But I'm not sure where, where's, what's the uh, origin of these folks. Well, the guy that said he, and that, that he came up with QAnon said it was supposed to be a parody. It was supposed to be a joke against Donald Trump. But then it took on its own life. Huh? Are you serious? Yes. 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 It was supposed to be a parody against Donald Trump. And it was supposed to be like a joke against him. But then it took on its own life. And it started in, it started in a, a chat room called 4chan. And then somebody took it over and they went to this, this, this chat, chat called 8chan. And, um, I mean, the more, more, the more, more most outlandish stuff that you can put on there... The more they love it, the more they follow it. They don't care if it's true or not because they had a they had a girl on there that said that she was missing, and the girl was the same name as the cabinet, right? And they they wanted thirty same name as the what? This, a cabinet, a cabinet okay. that you put in your house, and they wanted thirteen thousand yeah. dollars for this cabinet. And this guy was like, who would want thirteen dollars for a thousand dollars for a cabinet? That's the same name as this, as this little girl. And this girl 
is that I, I'm telling you to shun this little girl. And then you see the little girl come out later and cuss them. And she said, I'm not effing missing. I'm here. Look at me. I'm not missing. This is bull. This is, this is, this is what they do in Chula. This is them. So they, they make you up the what? But see, here's the thing, and I don't know, guys, and you didn't, Vanessa and Johnny, you know, like, so we're just talking, you guys jump in. Here's what I don't get. What I don't get is, you know, maybe it's just me. You know, The Onion, for example. The Onion, they put stuff out there as, as, as it being funny. I guess there's place in life for humor, but, you know, sometimes you take it too far. I remember reading an article, and matter of fact, I was doing research for, for one of the shows a couple of years ago, and I saw this article about, about President Obama. And it was, you know, you do a search, it came up, and I was like, wow, and I started reading it. But then underneath the small writing, it says satire. And I'm like, you know, is it time for us to start saying to some of these people who do this stuff, hey, look, there are some Looney Tune people out there. You need to stop this. I mean, yeah, I believe in comedy and ha-ha-ha and LOL and all that nonsense. But when you got, you know, when you have a patient that's in critical condition, you have to start doing things to save that person's life. And what I mean by that is you can't tell a person that's laying on a gurney that's having a heart attack you need to stop eating salted foods and red meat. It's too late. You've got to do provisions to save that person's life. And what I mean by the satire stuff, when you have these people out there who believe, this chick believed that some Jewish spaceship <laughs> shot a ray down in California and started the California fires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what she believes. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they, they, they've had QAnon. They've had QAnon supporters. Uh, this guy chopped his brother up with a samurai sword because he thought he was a lizard. Yes. I mean, this is nuts. Yep. This is yeah. nuts. Yep. I, and so now you have to ask yourself the question. These people have been here amongst us this whole time. And, and so where have they been? I mean, scary. this is crazy. Huh? That is scary. Say what? <laughs> that is scary. They, and it's scary. They've been here amongst us, Vanessa. Yep. 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 I had a conversation uh, last night on one of the uh, travel trailer chat rooms, y'all. And um, this black guy said on the channel, on the chat, that he felt that he had to be careful this year going to some of the, and I just said this to y'all. He said that he needed to be careful going to some of the places that he normally camps at because there's so many of them that are just hidden and you don't know who they are or where they are. But when you think back at the folks who are flying all the Trump flags, it makes him not want to go to those places. So they were chewing him a new butt. I mean, like, why would you say that? What place is that? And I think you're making that up. And I think you're stirring up a debate and blah, blah. Okay, so then I stepped in and said, I feel the exact same way. That I will be changing places that I will be going to. And I felt that places that had all of these Confederate flags and Trump flags, it was not necessary for us to know who your political party was, but it does make me feel like I know who you are. So they probably stuff wanted to chew me up because they thought I was this little black girl who didn't know nothing about politics. So when I got to chewing them a new butthole, 
they kind of backed up off of me, and then I just told them, good night. I was here with this conversation. That's exactly what I said. So I went back and got each one of them people, and they were white, to have something to say to me. And I went, bloop, 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 from all in their place. Bobby was sitting there cracking up laughing, and I said, good night. These people, these white people, and these black people, too, are talking to you, too. Y'all think that this is a joke. These cute people is what I call them. These cute people are crazy. They are a new party that is radical. And it was all just to be radical a little bit to back Trump. But now they got the police department tied in with them. They got the senators tied in with them. Congress, your neighbor, your mama's cousin, your auntie's nephew. I mean, so, let you hear me. These folks are everywhere, and they look like normal people. And when I say something, I had to back up on Facebook because people were chewing me up. Vanessa, the Democrats are in office. Let's unite. Pastor, forgive me as I try to find something to wear to church this morning because I don't feel like going. They can kiss my ass. Wow, you said all that in the same sentence. Pastor, forgive me, and they can kiss my ass. I can't wait to hear what he has to say about that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because you know what, Jay? Jay, wait a minute. Just because I said, and I said, Pastor, forgive me, because I didn't want to disrespect Pastor. That's why I said that. But but, but, but three words later, you said kiss my ass. But go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. You've, done, you've said worse than that and didn't apologize to him, so don't don't be going off on No, this Miss Elias. Don't put me in that category. You, now, come on now. I may have slipped. I may have the Floridian slip, but uh, no thank you, Miss Elias. Jay, now, now yeah, you know whatever. what, y'all? We often argue among families. Because, Jay, you went off on a Sunday that I had to pray for you in the middle of church, in the middle of me getting dressed for church. Because you were going Uh-oh. home. Oh boy. Hold, let me ask you a question. Yes, you said black. You said something about. Hold on. Let me ask you something, Vanessa. Okay, go ahead, because I don't want to lose my train of thought. You said something I want to ask no, you about. No, go ahead. I want you to lose it. Go ahead. Okay, let me ask you something. You said black, you said in those black people. What black people are you referring to? I am talking to, I'm talking about the black people on my board, my Facebook uh-huh. social media board, that because yeah. we are Democrats in the office, if I make uh-huh. a post now, they want to side chat me. Let's just one on my board right now. They want to side chat me and say it is time for us to unite. You should not be posting yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I heard that crap. That's why I said what that does that mean though? What, what, it's, it's time for us to unite. What the hell does that mean? Time for us to unite? Yeah, what, what, what are we talking what? here? Unite? So, what, so what, 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 what do they say when they, what, when they say that? What are they talking about, Vanessa? They're talking about I should not be making posts. Or I should not make a comment on something that is going on that the Republicans have done because we need to unite and get the and get it together and and be a good Christian because now the Democrats are in office and it's going to be better. They are so stupid. Yeah. So if I make a post okay. and they don't like it, they side some of them side chat me. One of them got a post on my board right now, and I think it says. Her name is Lula Campbell, uh, Les, if you go to my board. And she's always the one that said, we should unite or let's be the first ones to make it better or some crap. Oh, wow. Just because I go to church does not mean I'm stupid and I don't 
these people are doing and saying. God's still Wake working up, on you. Huh? That's, that, that's the that's what you need to say. God's still working on you. <laughs> I'm I'm trying I'm trying to run that's to the uh, I'm running to uh yeah I'm running I'm trying to run to the site see if the past has posted anything yet. Yeah, I'm trying to pull them all up while we speak. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. That's all right. Now, here's the deal. Now, if you're not familiar with what we're talking about or if you don't know who this person is, let's take a listen to this MTG, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and uh, let's hear about her, and we'll talk on the other side. More Democrats denouncing freshman Republican Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's promoted false QAnon conspiracy theories. Cori Bush today announcing she's moving her House office away from Green's office, quote, for my team's safety, after she says a maskless Green berated her in a hallway. Green saying Bush started it, posting this video from earlier this month. Stop being a hypocrite. Yeah, this is how it is here now. This is how it is. Most Republicans have yet to condemn Green for her controversial comments, even after a recently uncovered Facebook post from 2018 that's since been deleted. In it, Green touted a false anti-Semitic conspiracy, claiming lasers from space funded by a Jewish financier and others ignited the deadliest California wildfire. Green tonight in a statement writing, every attack, every lie, every smear strengthens my base of support. I will never back down. It comes amid another skirmish in the post-Trump divide among Republicans. One of the former president's fiercest allies, Matt Gates of Florida, hosting a rally outside Wyoming's state capitol. You can send Liz Cheney home. Singling out his party's third highest ranking House leader for voting to impeach Mr. Trump. You can help me break a corrupt system. You can send a representative who actually represents you. Gates' trip in defiance of top House Republican Kevin McCarthy, who this week urged his colleagues to stop attacking one another and focus on Democrats. Also tonight, multiple sources say that former President Trump is stewing about the 10 House Republicans who voted to impeach him and talking about getting involved in primary races to defeat them. (laughs) So he's pissed off. So he's sitting in Mar- was it Marlado, where the hell he is, and he's pissed Mar-a-Lado. off because people are talking. Yeah, he's pissed off because folks are uh, voted to to, to uh, impeach him. You know, Johnny man, I haven't heard your voice. I heard you laugh when uh, Vanessa was being, you know, Vanessa. But uh, what's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so hey, wait. You know what? Good morning, Johnny. Hold on, hold on. Yes, so why ma'am. Do you have to, this is family. Say, so why do you have to go down with me when something pisses me off? And I <laughs> got something, and I talk. Is Vanessa. it because I'm a female? No, Vanessa, that's just JB and J. J does that to me too, so don't don't take offense to it, baby. Yeah. J does that to get up on the people's skin, and he's been doing that to me over 30 no, that's, years. No, that's, that's not what I was doing. Yeah, what I was boy. doing, Vanessa, to explain, yeah. no, what I was doing. Yeah. I was, Vanessa, but let me tell you something. There are people who really love to hear you every morning. They love that you bring this just down home, southern, unfiltered. <laughs> You know, uh, regular folk talk. So that's what I meant by that, Vanessa. People like you being you. That's not derogatory. They like your spin on things. That's I'm glad y'all like me because I, I, you know, God got some work to do with me. But I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it straight up. Now I'm gonna sit back I, and time when I'm going to church. Johnny D, you got the flow, boo. I'm so glad to hear your voice. I'm so glad. Stay back up. 
I just I love you, Vanessa. I don't care what they said about that. I love you. Damn it. I tell you what, I, I have certainly missed this. Missed uh Miss Vanessa's raw essence. Um she brings it. And, and um like I say, it, it, it was a little different seeing this morning. Miss <laughs> Vanessa, I tell you, love you to death and they uh, Jay, when, when you talk about this QAnon, I mean, this, this is a a group that's been out there for years, um, been studied by the Southern Poverty Law Center. You know, if really? okay. you remember, yeah, I mean, I, like I say, they've been out there for at least since 2017, but they, they've been more widely mm-hmm. um, uh, recognizable under the Trump era. Um the, these oaths and these pledges that they take uh, is is sworn to Donald Trump, and one of the the misconceptions and that and one of their beliefs is that they believe that he is is the next becoming of of a Messiah. So, uh, if you you know Michael Flynn and several of them have taken mm-hmm. oaths in the past and and swore to 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 Donald Trump. So, you know this this um, Representative Green. You know, one of the things that I, I find to be real uh, hypocritical is the fact that she was selected to serve on the education board, you know, for the House. And, you know, one of the things that she's most notorious for is harassing mm-hmm. and targeting, you know, uh, those students from Parkland uh, High School in Florida, uh, saying that that was a conspiracy where a school got shot up. So, this this Republican group, part of it is the fact that the tone will always remain the same because, in essence, they have found a substantial base uh, of, of, of persons who are going to identify with them, uh, which is based on extremist and supremacist ideology. Uh, let's, let's just say know that right there uh, when they sat back and, and, and they look at the, the, the 1700s and the 1800s that's the era that they want to to, to go back to prior to reconstruction and the Jim Crow era uh, segregation this is really where the mindset is and as Miss Vanessa said these are these are your neighbors these are the ones who who, who are your school teachers these are the persons who sometimes are, are, are the head of you know your 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 your, your your Boy Scouts and Cub Scouts, this is the manager in the CVS and the Walgreens. These are everyday people, everyday people that believe in this, this ideology. So, you know, when you look at the Republican Party and, you know, they keep championing the fact that they won 14 seats in the House. Now, now that's significant. When you, when, you, when you look at 14 seats in the House where they made those gains, when they lost so many in in, 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 in a landslide in, in two thousand and you know eighteen. Now to come back in, in, in you know, twenty twenty to game fourteen, they don't feel like it's a lot of things that they need to change. You know, certainly, you know, a little rhetoric here or there, but they really feel strong that in twenty twenty two that not only will they take the Senate but perhaps game more seats and take over the house because there is a strong movement that causes people to divide. And that's the era. That's the time that, that, that we're living in, um, in, 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 in retrospect to 
some of those individuals, and I can't speak for them, but I, I think most people are just tired of the divide. And I, you know, in in saying that, sometimes what that comes is that you know what, hey, let's just all get along. Kind of the you know the the, the Rodney King theory. Let's just all get along. But the truth of the matter is, is that this is not going to end well as mm-hmm. we see it. Um, and, and when I say that, uh, again, this is this is no one knows hidden facts that's, that's not being seen. This is this is some troubled times, folks, that that we are living in. And we can set back, and you know, we can, you know, uh, you know, Joe Biden is is going to get knocked by some of the people in his party, and you know, those individuals who are standing there saying, "Look, compromise." There's no compromise with this group. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's no compromise with this group. Uh, they they are planned. For 2022, and as long as Joe Biden delays, when 2022 come around, they put a new face on some of these individuals here that's going to be running for office. Uh, you look at the Senate; um, there's going to be three prominent uh, Senate seats that's going to be basically aborted by Republicans. Now, does that mean that these individuals have have conceded that that Trump was totally wrong? No, two of them are criminals. Who are in, you know, being investigated in federal investigation, and then the, the young man who just recently out of Ohio, he seems to have a, a, a clearer track, a clearer path to decency. But this is about politics, and what their desire is is don't move off the mark that much. Okay, we got us, we got a base. Now all we got to do is convert a couple of people here, there, and repress the vote because again, they still hold the court. You know, why everybody is championing the fact that they've gone out and arrested nearly 200 individuals that stormed the, that, that, that the, uh, stormed the Capitol with that coup. They control the federal court. So watch the rate of conviction, which is probably going to be minimum at best. Now, some of the high-profile persons will probably certainly get convicted, but they control the federal court, and they know that. Yeah. So when they, when they bring them before the court system, you know, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised when those individuals are, are, are given mm-hmm. bond and their court dates don't come up for another 10 to 15 yeah, years. Or, it, it, I'm, it, it, it's going to happen. So, yeah, they don't feel the need that um, we got to compromise. So that's why they're sticking to that same old political rhetoric. I mean, how do you not yeah. how do you not impeach support an impeachment of a person who plotted a coup? And had hundreds of thousands of individuals storm, quote unquote, the people's house, kill, kill, try to kill federal law enforcement officer, and now he's talking about where he's out of office, let it go, man, hypocrisy. Yeah, it's hypocrisy. At the highest level, it, it really and truly is. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. All right, listen, we got to step out, take a break. Uh, looks like the smartest man in the world is in the house. We'll hear from him on the other side. Also, looks like we have people on the lines. We'll get to you. We appreciate you. We love you. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is time for for this week's edition of On the Need to Know. I keep doing that, man. Why do I keep? I said to my, I'm not going to do it this morning, but I did it again. In four minutes or less, something that you need to know. That means that guy is on my mind. Something that you need to. Know. No. All right, this is the fifth and final piece of a series series that features our city, me and Mr. LES, the 219 Gary, Indiana. So here's the final installment of this. And uh, it's really been, I've heard from a couple of people from the crib, too, saying that there were some things that were uh, said in these uh, 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 
bits that they did not know about the city. And, you know, it taught me some things, too. So here's the final edition of the final part of a five-part series of of Gary, Indiana, uh, my city that I love dearly, but my God, things need to change. All right, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Ron Show, the on-the-fly, on-the-fly-on-the-wall edition. We'll be right back. Do I think Gary's going to come back? It has to come back. Again, because there are folks here who want to see it happen, um, there are people here that are trying to work to make it happen. I think it can happen when all of those people come together. Not only do I think Gary's going to come back, I believe Gary is going to come back and I see it coming back. It seems like no matter how hard the city gets kicked and kicked and stepped on and stepped on, it fights back. It's still here. People are still living. They're still making making a way. When you think about being an American and the way Americans are, even when I was in the military, you always taught to keep fighting until you can't do it anymore. And the city is just, it, it keeps fighting. Every time it seems like everybody's counted us out, we find another way to advance, to do something else, to make it a little bit better as, as we were going that road to coming back to, hopefully, coming back to prominence. The greatest strength in the city, I believe, are those who have stayed through the struggle and have kept the faith. The faithful is our biggest strength. What has helped Gary survive? The faithful. What I like to call the remnant. Those who struggled and stayed. Those who did not like what happened, but stayed. It's almost like having uh, grandma's quilt. The pieces that a lot of people thought weren't worth anything. The scraps that grandma took and knitted them together and made a quilt that kept us warm. The one thing that the late uh, Rudy Clay said uh, about this city, which I thoroughly agree, is that Gary is a city with people who have strong faith. That's our strength. Strength of our churches, strength of our community, strength of our neighborhoods. To believe, to have faith that things are getting getting bigger, better, and brighter. Residents and families that love Gary sacrifice their resources on the path to citywide redemption. This story cannot fully capture the lives, legacy, experiences, struggles, and joys of the people who still call Gary, Indiana home. But it does provide a glimpse of the soul and structure of this urban space. The tale of this adaptive, resilient city, poised on the brink of resurrection, is still unfolding. Oh, I know Gary will come back. When I look at all of the people who come to help, whether they're Gary residents or Gary natives or not, when I look at the uh, sense of hope that is building in the residents of our community, I know that Gary is on its way back. Say 
again, 347-850-1272. It is a serious side open mic, the monthly fly-on-the-wall edition where we just have a conversation. We just allow you guys to eavesdrop on that thing. I'm here with uh, Johnny D., Mr. Elias, Vanessa. I mentioned that the smartest man in the world is in the house, Mr. Jerome Spree. What's up, man? How you doing? Man, I'm good. How you doing? Good, good morning, doing Jerome. Outstanding. Good morning, brother. Good morning, Jerome. Hey, good morning, morning, Vanessa. Who's there? Johnny's there, right? Yeah, he is here. Johnny D's in the place. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good morning, Jerome. Yeah, good morning, bro. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Right. You know, it's complete. When when the family's in the house, we feel complete. Let's also also joining us for this segment is our sister from another mother. That don't even rhyme, but it, it, it works. Uh, Jackie's <laughs> in the house. Good morning, Jackie. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How's everybody doing? Good morning, Rich. Good morning, sister. Jackie. Yeah. Outstanding. Thank you for being here. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. As we continue just to talk about things that are on our mind. Uh, so you know, let me let me get Jerome's take on this because I was thinking about this uh, when because anytime something happens profound throughout the week or something kind of makes me say, hmm, I always think about you know what is it the WJYD? What would Jerome do or whatever? So Jerome, let, let me ask you this, man. Uh, you know, uh, Donnie Deutsch talked about branding this uh, Marjorie Taylor Green chick by just calling her MTG. He said the reason for this is we want her to be a household name. We want people to understand who she is and what she's all about because she's going to be the gift that keeps on giving to the Democrats. And there was a Republican strategist on there that disagreed with him. She said, no, you call her Republican Representative Marjorie Taylor Green. Make her own it completely so that way you'll know that she is associated with the Republican Party, so that way this can tear the party down. Because there are Republicans saying, look, the party needs to go away so we can rebuild. Because right now it is too diluted with these cuckoo for cocoa puff people. What do you think about that? Which one do you think? Because I'm like, I'm like, I don't agree with the MTG thing, because I think what you do when you give someone a cool-ass nickname, then all of a right. sudden people want to inspire to be that person. I'm not a fan of that. Well, what say you in regards to that? Right, well... Yeah, I, I understand what they're doing, but we need to do what they do to black people they don't like, right? And so mm. they always give them, um, they do give them a nickname, you know, like the alleged, uh, or they don't even say alleged, like how at some point they tried to brand Mike Tyson, you know, the former this or the alleged this or OJ and, mm. you know, like they do that to, to black folks. It's effective because they they it sticks. So Donnie Joyce is a marketing guy, but he doesn't realize that when you are dealing with cults, if you make them a household name, you're going to make people who are not um, already acclimated into that cult, you're going to make them, you're going to attach them to them. It's like if Donald Trump passed away today, he will be the Hitler of all white supremacists. That's, that's how we'll go down to them. It wouldn't be some kind of, he went down in disgrace or whatever, because history tells us that, right? Hitler initially tried to run for office, tried to run his coup, got thrown in jail, came out, and we know the rest. Like, they tried to discredit that dude when he first, when he first came up. So history, it's not that it repeats itself and it rhymes. It's the fact that 
we need to know what the pathology is of white folks. So although you have uh, a, a large group of white folks saying how maddening and crazy it is, they're scared of their own crazy. So they're like, I'm not saying nothing because I don't want to get yelled at in the airport. Or I don't want, like, they're scared of their own people. So they're like, I better <laughs> go along with this, um, with this lynch mob because if I say something, they'll turn on me. Well, they'll be in front of my house. They've right. been in front of their house taking pictures and sending no, I, it to I know. them. So, I, know. I mean, this craziness. How are they getting away with this? Well, How are they getting that, these people's confidential information? No, and that, that's the point, right? You can, find, you, can find, you can find out people's information on public records. Cell phones. I was talking about cell phones, y'all. Yeah, you can find out where they public live. It, that, that stuff is public record. Because yep. you have to remember that if you, if you, um, you know, sign up for something and you use your cell phone, that stuff goes in the public record. Yep. So when you do your credit... Wow. Stuff, you know yeah, everybody thought that was a conspiracy theory when, you know, those of us who used to always say, you know what, your GPS is tracking. Well, I ain't doing nothing. Or they'll say, you know... And they would not pay attention to where they're giving out information. Create a fake email account or email account that says phone. When you when you go to your sign up for your phone bill, don't say, oh, I'm going to send it to my regular email account. If you send a special one and all your bills or, or email account that says bills at Gmail and you send your your um, you know, your power company, your phone bill, just send it to one account because that stuff becomes a part of public record whenever you yep. deal with a public utility. So this stuff is not yep. hard to figure out. And plus, when you run for public office, they publish your phone number and address in the doggone paper. And people put it on their own literature. So yep. it's not hard to yep. find a politician's information at all. It's not hard to find yours either. On there. I mean, you know, for um, those who don't take the safeguards like you're saying, Jerome. No, no, I, but I'm saying, like, even private citizens, their stuff is a part of public record. I'm saying, but when right. you're running for office, they demand to know where you live. Like, so they publish that stuff. The campaigns publish that stuff. You know, so... Well, that makes sense, I, I you, think, right? I mean, that makes sense. I mean, if you're representing a certain con- uh, constituency, I mean, they need to know. I mean, I think that makes sense, right? Or no? Well, I, you don't think so? I have a, I have a lot of public information... God, sitting in front of me. and I mean, I never look at it, but when we do campaigns, when you do mailers, for example, just, not, well, I guess I shouldn't tell you how you do it, but anyway, that they, they campaign, <laughs> they actually, no, seriously, I mean, you pay like $5 or something, and they give you every registered voter in the doggone county or three counties or whatever you want, and it has their name, their address, their phone numbers, how many times they voted. Um, in the last, you can you sort it in a bunch of different ways. In the last ten elections or four elections, you can get all that stuff, and they'll put it to you, give it to you on like a little CD, and you know what I mean. You could look at it anytime yeah. you want to. So yeah, yeah you, I mean, uh, yeah. so no, so, I agree. When I was in the in the mortgage business, I mean, you would go and if you wanted to find out, uh, 
you know, taxes, houses that have back taxes, you, know, you just go pay for a list. You paid a lot of money for it, but you paid for the list. And matter of fact, that guy that was actually doing the COVID uh, testing in Philadelphia, I mean, now that's starting to come to light. And that guy come to find out that they skipped over more organized organizations who had African-American doctors leading that charge. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Philadelphia, it was in the news, Philadelphia, had, they, they, they gave, they trusted their COVID distribution to uh, vaccine distribution to some young white kid that's 22 years old. So now it comes out that this kid not only was selling the, the selling vaccines, he was giving it to his buddies. He was selling the information that he was gathering from people who were registering, registering, registering for shots to selling it to third party vendors. I mean, and so now people are under attack. Now they're asking this black doctor and her group to come back and try to save the day. And so people are starting to resign because once again, it was white privilege. There were more, um, more qualified organizations to do that. They skipped right over them and gave it to a kid who had no experience in doing it. And white who made a profit off it who probably will never see a day in court, let alone a day in jail. Thank you. This is the, this is the kind of nonsense that we deal with. I mean, white. Right. If, if you don't think white privilege exists during this this four the four years of Donald Trump has shown you black folk. Uh, dark folk, people of color, indigenous people. It has shown you that you are second class freaking citizens. Don't you ever forget it. I don't give a damn how many people you may have. Oh, we have the majority people in the United States. It don't matter because you don't have the majority of the money. They're going to always do what they want to do. The reason why Republicans are tripping, you know, let's talk about this because this is something I was thinking about and I just want to get your opinion on it. When you think about it, people talk about all oh, the Democrats did well this last election. And if you really, outside of the presidential uh, race, the, the, the Democrats didn't do well. I mean, the Democrats should have won the Senate overwhelmingly. Jay, that's not true. In my opinion. No, that is not. I'm telling you that that's not true. The numbers don't tell us that. Jerome, Jerome, are you Jerome? Are you trying to tell me a fifty-fifty Senate split? Listen, there were seats that they were supposed to win, Jay. man, and, and they lost them. Jay, that's you not, trying, and, and they lost seats in the House. So how, how can you say that it was a it was a success, Jerome? Please inform me, school me, because I'm dumb apparently. Now, see, we don't have, we don't have to go through all that. Shouldn't Vanessa say we family? We shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> well, I'm calling myself dumb, so I mean it doesn't matter. Not I mean that would be different. Somebody else did. But I'm saying, I could have agreed. And well, that it's not a no moment. I, okay, well, okay, okay. Enlighten me then, because I'm not. Listen, enlighten me. I'm sorry. See, Tell me, Jerome, why I say am I wrong? Like that, people have called the pastor on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I. <laughs> Oh, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> take your mics off. All right, go ahead, Jerome, man. Uh, you know, enlighten me. Why am I wrong about this? Then I'm going to ask other people their opinion as well. Okay, so if you're going to check me against everybody else, why don't you ask everybody else? I'm not checking you. Everybody has an opinion. You're telling me I'm saying I'm right. You're saying I'm wrong. I'm trying to figure out why. So how about how about Jerome does not do this today? Jerome won't give you any professional analysis. I'll give you my own personal opinion because that's what you're okay. butting me up against. When you when you say that, see Vanessa, he doesn't just do that to you. I just want to say that for the record. <laughs> what am I doing? I'm, okay, I tell you what. I tell you what. Let me do this. Okay, okay. Let me back 
up once again. This is oh, yeah. the fly on the wall. I love it. Let me back up there. Let me let me let me let me let me say this. Let me tell you my opinion. All right, this is my opinion, and I'm looking for. I listen to this show, even though I'm the host of the show. I come here to learn, like everybody else, because I don't know everything. The beauty of having you on the show is that you have you know that side of the fence. So when okay. just average Joe Smoke people like me who are not involved in it from a professional standpoint make comments, then I expect you to come in and say, "Hey, wait a minute." Mr. Joe Small, low-informed voter, host, whatever you are, this is how this works. So I come for education, Jerome. I think about you all week long when certain things happen. So please, don't don't look at that as me bumping heads against you. You hear that? Because that's not what this is all about. About you all the time, Jay. That don't sound right. Okay, but all right. Okay. Okay. Uh, not like that. Same message. What I'm saying is when it does sound <laughs> with, no. no, it does well, not. You can call it what you want. But let me tell you why wait, I wait, think that. I, because can I, stop this, can I stop the conversation for a second? Go ahead, Jerome. Serious, let's be really serious about this, okay? Because we're we're really yeah, playing I am. on the edges here. So I know you are. I am. So so here, here's what's going on, Jay is that because of the gerrymandering of, of like, the congressional districts, you mm-hmm. almost right. win almost, like, the Democrats have to win, like, almost eight to one. They have to literally get eight times more votes than Republicans to win some of the districts that they have. So in mm-hmm. some of the districts that the Democrats lost, there was a majority of black folks in them who did not really right. go out to vote. So what happens is the Democratic Party does not do a good job of getting Democrats out to vote, even in a big election year. And the way that we know that this is true is that if you look at Georgia, for example, Biden won Georgia by 11,000 votes, but Warnock won by 83,000 votes. And you know why? Because Stacey Abrams, um, Keisha Keisha Lance Bottoms, all those organizations – got the black folks in the Bible back in those areas that Trump won. They increased the number of black people in the areas that Trump actually won, and they kicked their butt statewide. Right? Wow. Inside of that, their strategy was so off the grid, and I can tell you, and I, this, at least 15 years ago, and um, I've always known that about doing races. So people would come to me and say, well, how did you know that this was going to happen when I'm running the race? And, it was, and I never tell them. And the Democrats don't even know what they did in Georgia. People think it has something to do with marketing, and then black people just automatically showed up and look what we did. That is not what happened. So mm. when we have conversations like that, and, and you say, okay, strategically, how does this work, for real? Just ask the question. Because the television and those nuts that are doing political commentary, they don't know how to run races. They're watching that stuff on TV like they're watching an episode of Doggone Batman or something. <laughs> Look like Gotham out there. We need to figure out what it is that is going on and how to win. And I'm yeah. telling you that it is not an all or nothing thing right. with this. The, the next right. political race that is going to happen is going to sweep Republicans' asses out of there. And they know that. So what they're doing is what white folks do best. They're causing chaos to make you believe something that ain't even damn true. You're right. 
Let, let me step. Let me wow. say this room before you finish, because I want to nod to something. You are see. This is why I say what I say, because Mr. Elias can and Mr. Elias can attest to this, and he'll tell you the truth. When he and I always have private conversations, I always say that it's always a situation where the Democrats always. This country is a Democratic country as far as voting. When you go back and look at the numbers, it is the Republicans have to cheat in order to be viable in this situation. So I'm glad what you did was right there was you opened my eyes to the reality and I'm glad you did that because you're right. They have to they have to damn their double their efforts to win because I mean, because Republicans are doing what they do. They cheat to win. That's why they got more people on the, on the Supreme Court right now, because they got to cheat to win. So I'm glad you just reminded me of something that was already in my universe. I just didn't put two plus two together. So I appreciate that. Carry yeah. on. It's on you. Yeah, and, and on, on, on the backside of that, you have to remember that we're creating a narrative. And it always advantage white folks, because... If we're looking at this race in particular, the Biden-Trump race, if yep. dang near 70% of all white people voted for Trump anyway, and the people who get to create the narratives are white folks, then that's problematic because they're going to create a narrative that always favors them. So what's going on right now is that people are like, you know, these, these QAnon and racist MAGA people are getting arrested and they are literally going to jail saying, um, we're not Black Lives Matter. Why are y'all pointing guns at us? When y'all stormed the dog on Capitol. <laughs> they're literally saying that. They're saying that in court. Mm. The other dude, if you read some of the court transcripts, it is crazy that the, the privilege that white people have, they're like, hey, hey, Trump told us to go in there. And you know, black mm-hmm. people, if, if somebody told you to jump off a bridge, <laughs> what do you do it? <laughs> Like, that, that's, that's fundamental. Like, I said, Jerome. Nobody can go to claim that. Yeah, Vanessa. Like, nobody can claim that. And that is a defense. But when Trump got up there and said, well, if Mike Pence doesn't say what I think he should say, then he's going to pay the consequences. Then they go storm the Capitol and said, hey, Mike Pence. And you know what? And I sent y'all a picture. And I just, Bobby said, I know you don't feel sorry for him, but I said, as a Christian, I do. When that man got off the airplane, <laughs> his wife was so humble to see that there were people out there. No, y'all, I ain't got no loss for Pence as what he did to this country. But as a human being, to be portrayed by the president of the United States and put your family at risk that was right there at the chamber. If he wasn't cussing, I bet you his wife was. And but you know, Vanessa, and then they I sold, don't feel sorry for him. That's a, so what you said, and, what you and said earlier and then about they people. They sold their house in Indiana because they assumed being Republican right. that they were going to be in office for eight years because most Republicans do. Been yeah, I don't feel, eight years. Now I don't feel they gotta go find somewhere to stay. Well, ain't nobody gonna try to burn oh, well. people's house up because it's oh, well. like this. Well, Vanessa, like but you know what? I, you need to get off the phone right now, Jay, and go get dressed to go to church because you need more church than I do. Well, well I'm gonna get on my but, knees during the break, but I'm here to tell you I don't care about <laughs> it. <laughs> so for for what for what you were saying earlier, Vanessa, about you know people going on your um, on your social media saying. 
yeah. you know, we need to bring stuff together and we need to, what you just said, yeah, even in your, in your um, compassion, because we know we all have the Gina Solomon in us and we have compassion in our humanity. Guess who don't have any damn compassion in their humanity? Mike Pence asked us Republicans? that. Right. Republicans no, I'm talking not. about Mike Pence's complicity in all of this, right? And so what happens is that we always feel, and I'm not saying that we're wrong for this, but we always want to take care of everybody else and look out for them when they're still trying to kill all of us. And what's going on right now is that the same people who turned on you, you at the same time are saying, hey, as my Christian value said, we look out, need to look out for Mike Pence and his wife. They fed that dog, and that dog has bit them, right? And so, oh, no, 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 I'm just saying, no, no, honey, no, he was a dirty, low-down dog, what he did, I just said when they jumped off the airplane, it's what I'm saying, only for a minute, though, Jerome, only for a minute, no, no, yeah, right, I'm saying, but what happens (laughs) in this, in this thing is that, only for a minute, (laughs) yeah, what happens in, in this, in this thing is that if we don't confront the ills that are in our society, then technically we'll never get rid of them. Mike Pence, it's just like what um, Lindsey Graham is doing, right? So once they started yelling at him at the, you know, at the airport and calling him a silent and traitor, he didn't like it, so he went and kissed Trump's butt because they're mm-hmm. hiding, they're masking themselves under the negative um, um, dysfunction of their own people. Hmm. And so we have historical reference on whether it is Rosewood or... Um, you know, Tulsa or Opelousas or New York City and all these places where white folks just mask a big mob, burn up a black town, and then go, okay, well, let's work together. Y'all want a loan? Like, like really? Right? They're burning this piece down, and we can't have any kind of part of this by actually letting them off the hook for what they're doing. So I, I'm letting all of them go to jail like, um, so a homeless person would go to jail for stealing a slice of pizza. Like, just let them go to jail. And, st- and we have and to stop covering for them for saying... that's what I'm saying on Facebook, Jerome. That's what I'm trying to get the people on Facebook to understand. No, is that don't. just because the Democrats don't. are in the House does not mean that this fight is over. Does not mean that we need to be all cool by y'all. Because in 2022, these folks are going to be trying to hang, hang us out. And so they don't get it. They don't get that. Yeah, but we're not at war. And believe it or not, people get it when you stop fighting them. Like just just let them just let them do that. I only That's talk why to people. I, stop listen, posting. I don't really go through life with a bullhorn. That's why I stop posting. I don't care. Let them let them get hung out. That, that, I mean, I'm saying that that's what happens is that we have to those people who know have to keep putting out the word of what's going on. It's why. There's a responsibility in, um, in those who know to make sure that we put out good information because the people who, who don't have a leg to stand on, these people are literally fighting over a lie, right? They're literally saying, oh, Trump said he won, so I know he won. Are you crazy? Like, there's nothing. Like, no, there's voter fraud, and it's like, where? I don't know he said it. Now, how do you fight mm-hmm. that? Do you, do you have a rational conversation and sit down and take notes and point them to the senses and point them all over? You can't do that. So right, right now, you have to send everybody who breaks the law to jail and let them get a little jail education, and maybe they'll put back, you know, 
books and stuff in prisons and try to rehab people because they only do that to white folks. So mass did you speak, them in jail. Did you see the fact that these people, when they went home, that the judges let them out, let them go, let them get, but when they came back to D.C., the judge was like, oh, no. Yeah, the federal you judge. You got to go to jail. Yeah, yeah you, you federal judge. You got to go back to jail. And the one they didn't go back to D.C. Well, yeah, but they're The federal judges came in and did what they did. Yeah, they didn't go back to D.C. But when they appealed to the federal judges, you're right, Mr. Elias, they put them clowns right back in. They put them right back in jail. Well, no one, right. one guy that put his feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk, he told him, he said, look, I'm a smart man. I got rid of everything that was in my house. You don't have to worry about it. I threw everything away. How you smart by just telling me what you did, you dumbass? Right. Well, then the other thing that was so dumb about that was he left the damn, uh, he left the package of the damn stun gun laying in his house. He's a real smart cookie. Yeah. Yeah, just laying around the house. All right, right, listen, we got to go. Let's take a break. The conversation, look, it's a conversation. We'll we'll just keep talking after this. All right, we're going to take a break. Real quick break. You listen to the serious side. It's open mic. The Fly on the Wall edition once a month. You guys ask for it. We give it to you. We just talking amongst ourselves. We'll be right back after this. Don't you go anywhere. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Senator Josh Hawley. You ran in the right circles. Went to the right schools. Your path was set. But you blew it. After a lifetime of preparation, you're going to lose it all. And as the walls close in, remember, you did this. You did this. And this. And you did this. Videos like this one, showing an officer being crushed by rioters. It's your fault, Josh. You let it. You own it. You spent your life trying to become someone that history would remember. Well, Josh, you got your wish.
Welcome back in 347-850-1272. It is the serious side, open mic, the monthly fly on the wall edition. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us, 347-850-1272. Let's get out to the phone lines and let's uh, bring in our dear friend Steve. Steve, what's going on, man? Good morning, everybody. Uh, I tell you, the week has been very, very interesting. Uh the negative 70 degrees of that Pfizer vaccine, ladies and gentlemen, is because it's got to be kept cold because it contains nanomachine, nanotechnology. Which, which vaccine is this? Which vaccine is this, Steve? What, what, what are you? The Pfizer. The Pfizer. So the Pfizer has nano. You're saying it has nano machines in this? Nanotechnology in it that um, these vaccines can target the aggressive areas of your brain. They don't need to confiscate your guns if these vaccines can target the aggressive areas of your brain, make you docile, make you unwilling to fight, mood control. Uh, Skynet, remember Skynet in the movie Terminator? The 5G is the Skynet. The robots need the 5G. Uh, the 5G also works with the vaccine. These are digital vaccines. You can be tracked just like you track a home address on GPS. You can be tracked. If you become an enemy of the state, if you become an enemy of the government, they can okay. press a button on the computer and that vaccine can activate and you can be eliminated. So this is new okay. technology. These are not 50, 60 years ago vaccines, ladies and gentlemen. This is new mm. technology. That's how they deceive right. you, thinking this is something your grandparents got back in the day. This is real. Okay. Uh, this, is, right. this is the real deal. All right, Steve. Well, we, well, we, we, we appreciate your comments. Let me just let me say this real quick before we get back into the show. I've had a lot of people throughout the week and throughout the weeks who have been commenting on, on us allowing Steve to come on the air and say some of the things that he says. And you know, I read a comment from a person that uh, it really resonated with me. It says that you know when people come on certain platforms to, to say certain things, that they're looking for a bigger audience to be able to convey their message to and that this person suggested that you know Steve uh, gets a platform where people who think and act like him can listen to the message and all the things that he's spewing so the thing I'm going to say here from now on as the host of this show because I have a responsibility to our listeners because you know if our listeners didn't listen don't listen to the show then there's no reason to be here so people when they voice their opinions about certain things that we do we take that in consideration and we try to do our very best so what I'm going to here's my challenge to my dear friend Steve because I do like Steve. Steve, when you call into the show, you're going to have to stay on topic. If you want to talk about some of these other things, by all means, there are plenty of platforms that allow you to do that. But when our listeners start saying certain things, we have to listen to that because that's the only reason why I spend the money I spend a month to be able to broadcast to the folks. That's the only reason why I spend the hours and hours of production to make sure that this show reaches the folks who every Sunday morning get up faithfully to listen to us. So once again, we want people to have a voice. We want people to be able to come on and say things and give their opinions. But when our listeners start really telling us that this is stuff that they don't want to hear, then we have to step up to the plate. At least I have to step up to the plate and do the right thing. All right? I'm pretty sure anyone that's in radio and audio know that's how it works. No audience, no show. All right? 347-850-1272 is our calling number like we always do with this time. Let's say good morning to the beast. What's up, Vanessa? Good morning. 
Good morning. Hi, everybody. Happy Sunday, family. Happy Sunday to you, too, family. Big sis, the only sis that the brothers have. What's going on, Johnny D? Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. And to Miss Vanessa, the most popular two words that I have to say <laughs> this morning is black woman. <laughs> Hey, my two my two words are big sis. All right, Vanessa in the house. Hey, the smartest man in the world is y'all. in the place to be. We love you too. Mwah. Jerome Spree's in the house. Mr. Jerome Spree, my bad, Jerome. Good morning. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good, man. And the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S is in the house. What's up, bro? Good. Good morning, sir. Good morning to you, Vanessa. Mwah. I, I hesitate to kiss you because Jay gets you before that, but I'll, I'll digress. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Kathleen. Mm-hmm. Good morning, our man in music. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Mr. Sister. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Momo B. And uh, good morning, my brother Hawk. And good morning, my brother Jerome. Good morning, and good morning. Music. Before we go any further, the name of that song is Can't Keep Running by Gordon Banks. Can't keep running by Gordon Banks. All right, Marianne, music. The taste of music for you, because I think that's one of the reasons why we do it. All right, uh, Mr. Ellis, can we say hello to some more people, if you don't mind? Yeah, we got, uh, of course, Rich Sisters in the chat room with us. We had uh, uh, Covina Daphne's in there with us. That racist ass Zola Bright's in there. And uh, we had some other people that were in there. We had... uh, B.Y.'s print, he left, and A. Ananine, 321, left. All right. Good they, morning, good morning, they, good they morning. Don't. Pastors in the house. Mariana Music is present and accounted for. Rachel, uh, Raquel, Paula, Jim, Phil, uh, who is this? Betsy. I mean, there's so many people listening. We appreciate you. Hey, we Pastor, appreciate you. Talk to Jim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, deliver him, Pastor. Deliver him. <laughs> Boop, their mics are off. All right, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is uh, open mic, and we're just having a conversation amongst ourselves. And and we were talking about something before the break. I want to just continue the conversation. But, look, well, let me ask you this, Joel. You were trying to say something. Go ahead, man. I want to hear what you had to say. If it's open mic, can I get a can I get one in? If it's open mic. You know what, sis, this is open mic. We're just having a conversation. Vanessa always act like that. Oh, my God. Vanessa, we've been talking to you all morning. You let me bring the topic in. Did you let me bring the topic in? We're just talking. Okay, okay, sweetie. Go ahead, big sis. What you want to do? I just just talking. Can I? Candle? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, 
somebody said a few minutes ago that we should have won something hands down. It, I don't understand how Trump got 80 something, or 70 or 80 million votes and people he felt did. the way he was. That's, that lets you know that we got 70, 80 million folks walking around us like eight Republican aliens that don't, that are just crazy. But to let the people of the White House send our spot in the cold because couldn't nobody let them in next to the armed guard. I'm appalled, insulted, and I still don't have any respect for any of you Republicans, black or white. Alrighty. Uh, well, a couple of things. T. He only got seventy-four million, which is still a lot of people. What and I think you did you. But didn't you say this last week, though? I, I thought you brought this up last week. I thought no, you. I, I didn't I know didn't anything about it till you brought it up. I didn't bring up about how many protocols that man had broken. I mean, like, think about this. He didn't even stay around, and he wanted a five-gun salute to say bye. Is he crazy? <laughs> 21 gun. Um, he is crazy. Right, let me ask you something. Day. What is it called? 21 gun. What is 21 gun salute, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, yeah. he's crazy. 21 gun salute. He wanted a 21 gun So that's all I had to say with y'all. It's just this man is absolutely crazy, and the party is still out there. It is still out there alive yeah. and kicking. Yeah, I want to um, kind of talk about that. I, I guess that's what I was going to say at the end of the last See, segment. See, that was a good was, topic, Jay. That when when you have a when you have a um, people keep well, while I was talking I was talking about how the media kind of massages something to make it look like it's something else. Um, yeah. When Republicans win and they can win by one point, right? If you look at Bush Gore or even the Hillary race, where more people voted for them and the Republicans still got in office. What is the first thing Republicans said when they got there? We got a mandate. The people have spoken. But Democrats mm-hmm. will win, and Republicans will go, well, what about the people who voted for us? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, he got, Biden got 8 million more votes. So this is a democracy. So he has a mandate to do what he said he was going to do. But as I kept watching this stuff, people keep bringing up this number about people who vote for them and what about all of those people. And I, got, I have to tell you, that number means squat. If you win by one point or 30, right, you won. So stop doing that. This is what white privilege is, is that they're saying, even though we lost, you guys need to consider our feelings. You need to consider mm-hmm. treat y'all because yep. now it's making them crazy. We always do that to white folks. When when Democrats or black people lose, they're like, suck it up. Get to, mm-hmm. get, wait till you get to the next race. I mean, I wasn't going to talk about this till later, but it's just like um, Biden commissioned um, a, a committee to review the courts. And now the news reports are saying Biden's about to pack the court. And so now they're going to start on that in a minute because he can actually change to make up the number of people at the Supreme Court, and I think Biden's going to do it. So I would rather for him just to do his work and not play into this. While everybody else is being distracted, you need to kind of understand that at least, you know, and I've seen some people who were, like, against Biden early on. This old white man is going to do the same. They're coming out like, hell, we didn't expect him to go that far because everybody's giving him praise because Biden. Is just keeping his head down and just doing what he's doing, and we needed 
somebody like that. Not saying that we as black people needed somebody like that, but you need somebody in there that's going to stabilize this place. So while everybody else is watching the circus, that at least their administration is doing work. Because it is a circus, and the people who are yelling and screaming are yelling about it. The, the people who are yelling and screaming don't have a leg to stand on. They're they're yelling about losing a race. And so that's, that's the point. Yeah, that's what I understand about Democrats. Democrats are cow. They're they're trying to say, okay, we're gonna, we're trying to work with the Republicans. Let's see if we can. Let's see what they want. If they're gonna, I don't give a damn what you want. Let's let's right. roll over you. If I if I can steamroll yeah, over you, just like you steamrolled over us, I'm gonna steamroll over you. If you don't like it, you get me in the next couple of years. But right now, you got to deal with what I'm shoveling down your throat. And if you don't like right. it, oh well. Right. I don't get why why do why do they why do they, they why do they have to have the optics of well we're trying to work bipartisan. The Republicans don't give a damn about working bipartisan with you. They don't. Right. I don't understand that for for the life of me. Why do they have to? Why do they have to cow and step in section to the Republican Party? I don't mean to talk too much, but it's what colonizers do, right? So when you go into an area, you always make the indigenous population feel like your feelings are more important than their own. So they lose. It's like feel our pain. They win. They got a mandate. They lose. They're like we need to work together. They win, they're like, go out and vote, right? They always, it, it's just skewed. And so that's what that privilege is for white folks, and they need to get over it and own it. And whether they get over and own it is not my business because we need to do what we need to do. We need to stay focused and put um, emphasis on those areas that are, are, you know, that's hypocrisy to us and stop, like, being silly over, like, the sideshow. The side, it's just the sideshow. But they will log you to sleep for the whole time that Biden's in office and then act like, you know, the next in two years, the next race, we're going to be doing the same thing. Well, it's 50-50, you know, Democrat or Republican. And it ain't, it's never been that. And we're going to do the same exact thing two years from now is act like yep. the Republicans have a leg to stand on. Hmm. They're not. They're watching their, their whole party implode right now. And uh, yep. we can't even see it in real time. Because we are so empathetic towards them, we start feeling sorry for them and being like, let's work together with them so that we stabilize the craziness that they have. Yeah, did you see Matt, Matt Gates went to uh, Wyoming to go against Cheney? You told her, get her out, get her out of office? Because she spoke her mind? That she, she had a different opinion of him? Really? But they let that <laughs> other lady stay in there. I'm with that. I'm, I'm, I'm right with you on that. I don't understand how they want to get rid of her because she spoke her mind and stood up, which they're not going to get rid of her. But for them to leave in Miss Sister Green, Sister Republican, Margie Green or whatever her name is, how dare they? I am really upset with her because they can't shut her up. They are scared of her. They can't shut yep. her up. Because she, she, she's part of, of that party of them QAnon. You know? That, that, you know that's it. Hey, on 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 another note, did we ever did we are we on talk about this guy Chad Wheeler from the uh, Seattle Seahawks? For those who don't know, Chad Wheeler is a uh, NFL lineman from the Seattle Seahawks. He beat his black, he's a white guy who beat his black girlfriend down. 
because she didn't bow down to him. What? Yes, it's out there. It's just not getting any 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 news feed at all. Yeah, he apologizes. He need help. Yeah, yeah. It's not getting any news feed. But Michael Vick went to jail for dog fighting. This guy put this girl in the hospital. Beat her. Right. Down. What? Who is he? And it's worse than that, Elias. Uh, he choked her, and then yep. when she passed out and woke up, he said, "You still alive?" Yep. <laughs> oh my God, and he's still yep. out there. Yep. He, How did he, they get that? It wasn't of... recorded. How do they know he said that? She, she told. Him. It's, a, it's in the news. No, it's in the news. It, it's told him. literally in the news. It's not she, a hidden story. Well, it ain't. It ain't, it ain't getting national news. That's no, it's sure. not getting national news, but. He's saying that, like, how did we find out that he said, like, what's the proof that he said it? He said it. He actually, they actually yeah. released a statement. They um, have um, statements from the woman who was choked out. They have statements because they arrested him. Right? She called 911. And the yeah. 911 recording has her on the phone until he broke in the door. And it has him mm-hmm. coming in the door. Right, she went and yep. hid in the bathroom or something or whatever, and nine one one was actually still on the phone. And this that this is not getting any national national news play at all. But Michael Vick, come on now, <laughs> this is crazy to me, man. This whole deal is crazy to me. It, you know, it's what it is. What it is so man, is that you player know? black and or white? I'm assuming he's white. He's white, and she was black. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she was black. Yeah, she was black. Yes. Oh, yep. Mhm. Yep. His name is Chad Wheeler. He's from the he's from the Seattle Seahawks. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's open mic Sunday, uh, the fly on the wall edition. As we just talk about things that uh, cross our mind. It's interesting. I never I didn't hear that story either uh, about that. Um, but but you know we've always I've always talked about this whole thing with Michael Vick and I always compared it to the pastor's wife who uh, killed him because she wanted him to because he wanted her to wear some stripper boots and stuff to bed and so she said it was through years of abuse that she finally snapped and she killed him, took her kids, drove off somewhere. Uh, they picked her up and uh, she served, uh, I don't even think, I think she served seven months. I don't even think she served any real time in prison. And they, you know, but then Michael Vick goes to jail for killing dogs, which I don't condone that, but it's always a double standard when it comes to the uh, criminal justice system, when it comes to African Americans versus white privileged people. I, I condone uh, it as a dog. I condone it. Like, the, the point is, is that you're taking anything else's life over human life, which is crazy. You shouldn't, you should not be killing nothing. But the, the point is, is that we, they can make something up and send you to jail, right? In our psyches right now, people think that OJ killed that hooker. Like, he, and I'm disrespecting her on purpose because we cleaned up her image, and I watched all of that stuff. They cleaned up her image, made it look like he killed somebody when there was no proof of him killing anybody, and he was not convicted of killing anybody. But still to the day, the marketing of OJ has something to do with the fact that his race is what it is. So since all white folks think that he killed him, half black people think that he, he killed them. And without having any knowledge or any information on details of Jack Squat 
everything was pretty much paraphrased on TV, and we walk around here acting like that man killed that woman. Right? Well, and then I white mean, folks can literally well. kill people and then go about their business like they jack happened. Well, now, again, I'm not mad at it. I'm just telling you. Well, what? I mean, you said the same thing I said. I said, I don't condone dog killing, and you said you did, but then you came back and said you shouldn't kill anything. I mean, that's what I was saying. I don't condone anybody. Same, what he, I mean, I don't condone what he did to dogs. I'm going to have to stay out of that conversation. No, I mean, no. It's not, nobody's saying, saying, you know, killing dogs is right. I'm not, nobody's saying that. My point was is that Michael Vick served his time in jail. Michael Vick came back and re reinvented himself. He 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 uh he went in front of Congress to, to, to you know to help with dog fighting rules. He spoke to kids and you know in low income neighborhoods where you know dog fighting was considered okay and he still people to this day who can't stand him and don't, didn't even want him in the uh, Atlanta Falcons uh, ring, uh you know wall or ring of fame or whatever it is. I mean, it's just amazing that I think the point to me is black people have to double time what they do to get right with society versus white folks don't have to. There's a double standard. It's amazing. I was talking to a guy a long time ago uh, when I went overseas, when I was traveling with my work, and and I went overseas, and, you know, I was sitting in a – in like a little hub, a little transportation hub. And, you know, he asked me, was I American? I'm like, yeah, you know, and obviously. And we just, and he, you know, the thing, he said, I have one question for you. And the question, he said, why does, after all these years, America still struggles with race? I said, that's a damn good question. That is a damn good question. After all these years, it's 2021, and race is still the predominant topic in this country. And when I hear white people talk about this is our country, this is America, y'all stole this land from people who are already here. Black people. Now all of a sudden it's yours. Come on, man. Get out of here with this. It's amazing. And when you sit back and just, if you just sit back, put yourself in a quiet room for a moment, and just close your eyes and think about what's happening in this country right now. Yeah, people stormed the Capitol. Stormed the Capitol in the name of a man who don't give two doo-doos about them. A woman died because she had Trumpitis. He didn't pardon any of them. And he didn't. Has he even said anything about that woman who got killed? He don't give a damn about y'all people. But that's okay. That's the American way. It's like us sports people, people that follow sports. We watch sports and we say, dang, why did that team make that trade? Oh, well, the general manager saw something. Average folks can look at dumb decisions. It's just like I can't for the life of me understand why people think this guy did anything. When you ask them a question about policy, what was his comments? Oh, well, 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 we'll take a look into that. Which equates to, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. The Biden administration has come in and said that the COVID relief effort under the Trump administration was dismal. We are so behind. So now here's the scary part about that. Because we've been living with this thing since April, I mean, since March of last year. Now the grownups are in the room saying, hey, look, guess what? We're really no better off than we were when you first started this thing. So now you want Americans who have been living at home and who have been trying to do the right thing for for almost a year. You're telling them, look, 
We have to do this for another year. People don't want to hear that stuff. But you know why? Because you had the incompetent president, folks. The man who butt y'all kiss all the time. Trump, Trump, Trump. He don't care about you. Veterans yes. out there marching for this guy. They put away yes. for another year. Yes, the veterans marching for this guy, and this guy didn't say a damn thing to Russia about putting hands on American soldiers. Nope. A crowd that talk about we love the police, beat the hell out of a police officer with a flag that says we support the blue. Come on, man. Mm. It's just not checkers. What are we doing here? Let's get real about what's going on. There's some ignorant people in this world. Period. Point blank stop. Jesus Christ. I'm I'm sure not shocked about the the COVID situation. (sighs) He thought it was a democratic hoax. And that's the way he treated it. Well, you're wrong. He thought. He don't think. You're wrong by saying that. He's a dummy. He's ridiculous. He's a ridiculous man. He didn't do a thing about it. No, he didn't because he didn't know what he was doing. He didn't know what he was doing. Shocker, we gonna have to. We we ain't no farther now. Big shocker. He didn't do nothing about it. Please. Look what he did to our economy. You know what? Yeah, we're not gonna agree. Jerome is gonna agree with me on this, and I think all of y'all are. The one thing Biden is gonna have to do, and his entire party, is figure out. And Jerome, don't jump me quite yet, but is figure (laughs) out why. 74 million people voted for him because not all of the 74 million people are the patriot or like the people who stormed the Capitol. I'm trying to say this right. Not all of the people who voted for him are total racist. Right. I, I, I just think that I just think that sometime in office he's going to have to figure out. What it is that the Democratic Party needs to do to try to get some of those people not to be Republicans, mm-hmm. or what, or what, why they well, voted can for I ask, Trump can as I ask a Republican? Why? Like, why? Mm-hmm. Why do you have to figure that out? Say it again, Jerome. No, I, I want to ask you why does he need? Why does anybody need to figure out why people voted for him? Why? Because if they don't figure out the problem, Jerome, it's going to be hell and high water to get those people. Why, why do you want them? I, don't I want. Why do I want them changed? So yeah, that like, why do you want to bring them over? Why? I, they don't even have to be a Democrat, Jerome. But what I do want is, even if they are a racist, just say a hidden racist. Because all of this race that's out in the open and this emboldenedness that, if that's a good word, this boldness that Trump has let them have... It's not good for the country, Jerome. And I don't know if the four years that we just took of Trump making them like that, can we go another four years with them being that bold and burning up stuff? But Trump didn't make them that way. He did not make them, no. They they were that way already. Obama dummy up He made them both of them out. Some TV people were doing that anyway. So why do you why do you want them? I mean, I when I hear people say that I don't want them, Jerome. I just want to go back to my normal life, or as what? close as I can get to normal. Right now, people are having to watch their back, change their life, and, and it might not be you, 
you no, might I not have to change. I know a lot of people that's having to change their lives and where they go and what they do because of these people being so open and bold and nothing's happening to them. If we right. saw something happening to them, then maybe it wouldn't be so scary. But now right. my okay. husband has got to go and get a license to carry so that we can carry while we're out. Now, so, that's changing That's changing what we have been, Jerome, in 58 years of my life and 65 years of my husband's life. I don't know about nobody else's life. I'm talking about the hanging no. people life. Right, so so you're just saying that to stop the people from being emboldened, that Biden needs That's to do something. Is that what you're I saying? I think he does need to find out. What, yeah, I, no, I, I so do. I, I can and not that necessarily question. Biden, but maybe somebody on the committee or something. Something's going to have to change. Now we can put it like that. No, I, nothing. Y'all, y'all want to what needs to nothing happen? To I can help you with this. They need to send all of their asses to jail. You can't send. You ain't able to find all of their asses to send them, Jerome. Yeah, you. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you they're, can. They're, them dumb fools was using That's social a lot media. Of money. Thank you. Social media has nice little tracking on it, or your phones have nice so, little GPS systems on them. So, so one of y'all said it was 200 people. I said it was 1,000 people that was up there at the Capitol, and one of y'all corrected me and said, no, Vanessa, it wasn't but 200. That's a lie. Because no, no, they, they estimated that they have about 800 people. Me. They have about 800 people that they estimate that they're going to have to go get. They've only gotten about, I think they're investigating about 400 right now, and they're trying to prioritize what level of um, priority they are. And that's what I said when I made the statement. Y'all always get amnesia as to what I say. I said that. I said you got to pick your battle. No, 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 no. What you said was that they need to do that and move, like, like they need to move on. But I I just want to say this really quick. I didn't say move on. No, no. Okay, but here's what I want to say real quickly. Ulysses S. Grant, what he did after the Civil War to stop the Klan, he sent, he sent soldiers down there. So as the racist and white supremacists was burning up people's houses and shooting and killing black folks, it was the federal government that came in. So after the next election, their compromise had them pull out federal troops, and the Klan came back. What Biden needs to do is he needs to prosecute any... Um, any hate crimes that happen from now on, and he needs to, they need to prosecute them to the fullest extent of the law. So I don't care if it's uh, a doctor in Beverly Hills. I don't care if it's um, someone who's a real estate person in Texas. They need to prosecute them. That will stop it and change the climate because everybody's emboldened because they know the sheriffs, their cousin is a judge, and they keep letting themselves off. But if you get federal charges, they could try them in a different jurisdiction. And whatever their plea deals is going ha- to happen, they will still have felonies on them, which means they can't go back to their normal lives, which will stop them from stepping out and doing this ill stuff that they've been doing. It has nothing to do with us normalizing the fact that we need to understand what's in their head and we need to work with them. We don't need to do none of that. That has not worked in the past. What has worked in the past is that you have to round them up and you need to throw their asses in jail every time they break the law. And then when you round them up and you throw them in jail, like they're already saying, one of those 300 Republican judges that Trump has put into place that people ignored, and I kept saying, Trump, instead of packing the judges, he's packing the judges, but they're not going to talk about other stuff. 
some same people <laughs> that's going to go to jail ain't going to do a whole lot of time because you watch those Republican judges but I, that he put in place is going to step in. And I'm right yeah, about I that. Yeah, I wouldn't bank on that. I would not bank yeah. on that. People who are judges. Okay, that's what you said. Okay, y'all remember that I said this. Y'all remember yeah, but, when all those people start going to court and they get a year or six months, y'all remember that I said that they're, that those Republican judges are going to save not, some of them. Not, not the all of them. Enough, is it is white folks. It is white I'm folks. White. We, we, we have conversations about this where white folks do not get thrown in jail at the rate of black folks ever. That guy, Brock Turner, raped an unconscious girl, and that judge said he didn't want to ruin his life. It didn't matter what so that what's judge... what's the purpose of throwing them all in jail, then, Jerome? You contradicted because, what you said. Then what is the purpose of once, wasting our taxpayer money? No, we're not wasting money. What it does okay. is it disrupts that... Like, if you get a felony, there's things that you can't do, right? So you can't handle, like, uh, money and do financial system stuff. They can't go back to their normal lives. If you disrupt people's lives, it is not shaming them. It is actually, I don't care if they go to jail, but once they get put on that list, they are feeling some kind of way about that. They want to go back to their normal lives. The reason that white folks do what they do to everybody else is because they can do something and not have any repercussions. So whether they go to jail or not, once they get a record and they realize that they are now getting ostracized amongst their own people, then they will change their behavior as individuals. Then you'll be able to weed out the actual criminals against the people who are playing criminals and the people who are Those same people that are yeah, out there doing Jerome are the same yeah, people not, that's got uncles and cousins that own businesses that own businesses something. that's going to hire them with a felony record. I look at it right that, That's fine. The time down here in the South. That, that's fine, awesome. and that always happens anyway. But what I'm saying to you is that looking okay. at federal judges or looking at judges in general, Trump thought that same nonsense. They were like in Mitch McConnell. If we pack the courts, then we um, have an election, they're going to overturn it because they're our judges. Judges don't work that way. They, they still care about their own um, – the, the, the way that they can get impeached and kicked off the bench. None of those guys at the Supreme Court ruled in support of Donald Trump doing that whole time, even though he put him there, because they knew that they could not cover. So you, to be able to cover, you're going to need some kind of gray area. You just can't flat break the law and say, I'm going to cover it, because how the judge or how um, the court system works is that once you set a precedent, then you can use that as a defense. So you cannot overrule something that's already been ruled on. That's why people who have court-appointed attorneys go to jail. Um, because what happens is that if you actually know the law, for example, and I, I just want people to hear me on this one, that, and I've done a lot of judge races. I started doing judge races, and I've done a lot of them, right? They send judges to judge school. And how it works is that when you pick a, a defense attorney and a prosecutor, um, it is not required that a judge knows the law. That's not how that works. What happens is that they go to judge school. You bring your case in front of a judge. The attorney on the defense cites three cases, right? And then the prosecution cites three cases to make their point. The clerk, the, ju- the clerk pulls all six cases, and the judge goes back and reads them and says that this 
case, um, they made a better point than they did, so I'm going to let you off. That's why mob people get out, get out of jail easy, right? It's because it is legal to kill someone. You just need to know what case to cite to make your point. So that's how the court system works, and they understand how the court system works. So no matter who you put there, they cannot use their own personal opinion until you get to the Supreme Court, but they can't do that because once they set a precedent, then technically you can't convict somebody on something that you set a precedent against. That's why when they ruled on the on the Gore versus Bush case, they said, and they, this is the only time the Supreme Court's done this, they said, we're making this ruling that you cannot use on any other case. And it was unheard of to actually do that, but they did that because what they ruled was to stop counting votes in Florida because they didn't have enough time to finish by Friday. That's what they ruled. Gore had more books more votes than Bush in Florida, but they stopped them from counting. And when they made that ruling, they said, you cannot use this ruling again. It was a one-time ruling. So just understand how the court system works a little bit and understand that even though that these people are going to get arrested and have that shame to them in their own community. So the only way to stop insurrection is to round up all of the people who are insurrectionists. That's why we have a militia people going on TV right now talking about, oh, we wasn't in the Capitol. Because you just gave the, the uh, ATF and all those guys excuses to go to your militia no matter what state you're in. You gave them an excuse by walking into that Capitol. You broke a law, so their warrants are easy. Your, your, your right to carry a gun goes when you break a federal law. So now the white supremacist is even on the run. That's why in the court case that just happened with the guy who put his feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk, that fool had the nerve to say, um, you know, like he hid his gun, he hid his weapons and all this other stuff. But a part of that case was that he, they felt if that, that, that they couldn't go after him because he wasn't a threat anymore. And the truth is the court ruled and the judge scolded the defense. And said, listen, being that you committed a crime with an intent to harm someone, and they were a federal official doing a constitutional act, all of y'all can get 10 years. So even if you came in there taking selfies of yourself, it is 10 years. And somebody died on the premises. So you know how this goes. If you're black and you're in a car and one person in there kills somebody, they arrest all of y'all for murder. Everybody who stepped in that Capitol can get 10 years. It is the discretion of the federal prosecutors, and that's the Biden administration, on how they want to handle that. Absolutely. Good stuff, man. All right, we'll be right back after this. A Los Angeles area restaurant owner whose emotional video about the lockdown went viral last year welcomed customers back this weekend. L.A. County's ban on outdoor dining was lifted on Friday. Angela Marsden owns the Pineapple Hill Saloon and Grill. This is amazing. This, this makes me happy. This is my joy. This is what makes me happy. So, yeah, now I'm going to cry right before I go serve drinks. Also in Los Angeles, one of the largest vaccination sites in the country had to temporarily shut down this weekend. Officials told the Los Angeles Times that the center at uh, Dodger Stadium was closed as a precaution after protesters blocked the entrance. 
Canada's top doctor says provinces should not be too quick to ease strict health guidelines over the coronavirus. Dan Karpachuk reports on her morning as some provinces consider just that. Dr. Teresa Tam says even though the number of daily cases of the coronavirus appears to be trending downward, it's too soon to lift lockdowns and other measures if there's any hope of getting the pandemic under control. She says because of the still high case counts and high rates of infection for all age groups, the risk remains that numbers could increase again. Tam says of particular concern are the more infectious strains of the virus. Premier Francois Legault says he will make an announcement early next week about changes to the current health protocols in Quebec. The changes would take effect on February the 8th, the day after a province-wide curfew is to end. And Alberta, too, is planning on easing some restrictions, basing that decision on lower hospitalization numbers. For NPR News, I'm Dan Karpinchuk in Toronto. And I'm Giles Snyder. This is NPR News. Welcome back in 347 Ten minutes before the top of the hour, it is time for Chatterbox. Final thoughts from our world-famous chat room from social media. Mr. Elias, man, what do you have for us? Well, I got Covina, man, when he said these modern white folks are so crazy and racist that even Alex Jones was cussing them out. <laughs> You're right. I don't believe that. But okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't believe that can, one, but okay. You notice how, how we haven't seen CNN panel on, on understanding the Biden voters like they didn't, like they, they, like they did the Trump voters for the last four years? That's a good point. I mean, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, because we would like to think that Biden voters are regular people. But, okay, I get it. All right. All right. I have quite a few. Let me see. Can I get through them here real quick? Uh, The pastor's checked in. He says, uh, Miss Vanessa. Oh, man, where would he go? He said, Miss Vanessa, I am sicking my prayer warriors on you. (laughs) I, too, is a fan of the unique. I, too, is a fan of this unique format. It is cool to hear y'all talking amongst yourselves. Great addition to the show. Rachel from Cedar Crossings, Washington. I agree with the panel about Mike Pence. He knew who Trump was. When he when you lay down with dogs, you get fleas. Good riddance to him and mother. Ooh. Paula from Augusta, Georgia. Jay and Jerome. Ding, Captain, ding, you need ding. to pray for her. <laughs> Jay and Jerome, ding, ding, ding. You two act like brothers. Y'all fuss and fight, but I can guarantee that y'all got each other's back when the chips are down. I really appreciate the back and forth between the two of you this morning because I was like Jay. The Dems barely won, but the smartest man in the world, as usual, breaks it down to the lowest point of of uh oh break stivity. Oh, you did a damn good job with that, Paula. <laughs> LOL, great show. Marietta Music. I'm here for the music so I don't get fined. Go Chiefs. <laughs> Stupid. Go, All right, I'm here so I don't get fined. That's Marshawn Lynch for you guys who don't follow sports. All right. Uh Beth, Atlanta, Georgia. Thanks, Jay, for shutting Steve down. I didn't shut him down. I just gave him my opinion. Uh, Fear from Charlotte, North Carolina. Not a lot of talk about the Biden-Harris administration. This Trump guy continues to dominate the news cycle, which plays into their hands. We can never put the former administration behind us if we continue to talk about the former one. Oh, okay. Marcus from Philly. Real quick, big ups to Deuce Staley for recognizing how racist the Philadelphia Eagles organization is. The GOP is obstructionist. They gain power by using... He said they can gain power by only being the obstructionist party. Okay. Uh, Kenny from Montgomery, Alabama. Jay hit it on the head. If my memory serves me correctly, Johnny D is a Steelers fan. Right? Right. Uh, I wanted to hear his comments on the coward 
Tomlin debate. Okay. Uh, Jefferson R. Davis. Jefferson R. Davis. I'm a white man who is named after a Confederate figurehead. Uh, you think Jefferson? I spent. I spent most of my. I spent spent my entire life supporting the equal rights of color people of color. I've worked for Democratic uh, candidates throughout the years, and I am an active member of the NAACP. Thank you, Mr. Ralph, for your comments. Like Miss Vanessa says, every now and then you go on one of your famous rants, but I, for one, love your passion about what you believe in. Kudos to this morning's rant. Keep being passionate, sir. I didn't go off this morning. Uh, Tobias, I like this name. Tobias from Charlotte, North Carolina. Glad that our native son, Johnny, is back. Missed his voice. Hope that he gets more airtime next week. Okay, all right. Well, John is here. John could have talked. All right. Appreciate you guys. You guys are the greatest of all time. But you know what time it is. It is time now for our final thoughts. We appreciate it. All right, final thoughts. Miss Vanessa, final thoughts. What say you? Uh, hello. Uh, final thought is. I'm sorry, I'm trying to get in the car. Final thought is. Oh, Pastor, I'm on my way to church to pray for me, Jay, and the rest oh, of them along with this country. Yeah, uh-huh. I love y'all. I really do. I love having my debates and fighting with y'all. I just want y'all to know oh, every single last one of y'all on this panel. I truly enjoy fighting with y'all. I ain't got nobody else to fight with. And to the person who wrote in and said we need to start start talking about Biden-Harris, well, as soon as Biden-Harris get everything in place and start having a history of something, we will talk about Biden and Harris. And we will criticize them if they do something wrong. At least I will, because I criticize Obama. So just give us a minute. But for right now, Trump is the major topic of what's going on. So... Sorry, but we'll change the tune when something changes in the news. So anyway, y'all have a great week. It is a beautiful, beautiful day in Houston. I wish I was on a fishing creek somewhere, but uh, I'm going to church to be a good girl. So have a good week, y'all. And thank y'all for listening. Thank you, baby. <laughs> thank you, Vanessa. And that was Phil from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Phil, she told you, uh, tough. All right, uh, Rich Sister, my final thoughts. Yeah, I definitely want to say in response to this last topic, um, I'm glad that people came out because I'm in agreement with Jerome. What needs to happen is people need to go to jail. I mean, white privilege has carried us way too far. I'm I'm glad that people see certain things happen for a reason. I'm glad that people came out and was emboldened. And let let me know who you are. Let me know who you are. We don't need to go back to being hidden. No, let me know who you are so I know what I'm dealing with. And I'm in agreement mm-hmm. with Jerome. People need to go to jail. It's what what needs to happen. People need to go to jail. All round up all them suckers and send them to jail because I mean that that storm on the Capitol told everything. If that was Black Lives Matter. It would have been a bloodbath. But no, they get welcomed into the Capitol with their Confederate flags and the and the and the security guards is taking selfies with them and that told it all. Something needs to be done. Justice needs to happen is what needs to happen. It told it all. It told it all. all right. 
And thank Take you for this time. Y'all take care and have a wonderful and blessed Sunday. You too. Jackie has her brass knuckles out, and she's ready to go to war. All right, Johnny D mentioned in a couple of uh, comments this morning. Uh, final thoughts, brother. All right. I always enjoy the the animated and, and informed discussion. Uh, I'd like to say just gradually easing my way back into the routine, and uh, but it has been a good morning. Uh, as, as, as we said on the eve of um, Black History Month, I definitely want to uh, send send my love and, 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 and prayers and condolences out to uh, Cicely Tyson and her family. Uh, each, each February, I always make sure that my family and I we we watch the the series on, of Roots and um, you know her depictment of Kunta Kinte's mother Benta has always been one of, of power and grace. And she has epitomized uh, that, those roles and those images in the, the movies in which she has played and portrayed herself in. So, again, uh, I, I certainly want to make sure that, that we honor and recognize those individuals who have been so beneficial to the uplifting and the uprising of African Americans. And lastly, uh, we need to certainly look at ourselves not necessarily from the cotton fields back, uh, which generally is, is synonymous with, with, with this time of the year, but, you know, also look at those individuals who have made accomplishments, but never forget those who have sacrificed their lives for us to be able to have this voice and an opportunity to vote. Um, after the Reconstruction, you know, the, the, the southern states as well as, you know, some of the northern states deliberately went out to try to suppress the vote and here it is some 150 some years later and you still see the Republican Party still playing and play Clayton that type of strategy so I certainly appreciate you Jay for allowing me to have a voice Uh, Miss Vanessa, Miss Jackie Dr. Williams, Jerome Les and for all those who allow us not to come to their homes God bless and I look forward to uh, next week if it's God's will and my purpose my man, appreciate you. Now, we're less than 60 seconds away from those who are listening live. We appreciate you. We'll see you back here next week. Once again, if God is willing, like Johnny always say, have a blessed week. For those who are listening normally, uh, final thoughts continue with uh, the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Freeman. Final thoughts. Yep, I want to defer my time to LES today. We have six seconds. And there that he is. I is the first and last. There he is, Mr. LES. Final thoughts, brother. Well, I, you know what, man? I've never condoned, you know, you hitting a woman and, and, and choking her out. But this guy, Chad Wheeler, is a disgusting and despicable human being. He needs to spend time in jail. He need, I, I damn counsel him, take his ass to jail, and let somebody choke his ass out and beat his ass. Because this is disgusting, man. So, you know, that's just my final thought there, man. He needs his ass whooped to do a woman like this. And Mr. Elias, with his colorful language as always, uh, my final thoughts are, uh, 
you know, my final thoughts are going to be simple. I didn't know what I was going to say this morning, but, you know, uh, a couple of things here on the sports front. A couple of listeners brought up uh, uh, Deuce Staley, and I'm glad that he did leave. Uh, what happened to him and that organization just goes to show you white privilege, how a man can sit here and have the attention and the respect of his players, and yet still the white owner will not give him an opportunity to lead an organization. They bring another guy in with no head coaching experience, and once again, not only with no head coaching experience, but doesn't even have any experience of what the organization is all about. Just imagine if you spent 17 years in an organization that they never allowed you to take control. They bring someone from outside of the organization for you to work for. Man, come on, man. Talk about Roots. Talk about Kunta Kente. It's living right there. And then the other comment about the guy who I hate the Steelers, by the way, but I'm I'm a Mike Tomlin fan. The fact that there are people in Pittsburgh who want to see Tomlin gone. He's won the same amount of Super Bowls as Coward. Matter of fact, his record is better than Coward. He's never had a losing season. Coward has. But you know why? White power. White power. Let's say it together. White power. Get out of here with this nonsense. I'm tired of it. It's time for us to move on. And last but certainly not least, someone mentioned about me shutting down Steve. I think it was Beth from Atlanta. Didn't shut down Steve. But what I do do is I listen to our listeners. If our listeners are saying, look, we, we're tired of certain things, we have to combine by that. Because, listen, like I said when I made those comments earlier, you know, a lot of time goes into making this show. And we really appreciate you sitting down, regardless whether you're listening on a Sunday, whether you're listening on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, no matter where you are and how you listen. One person sent me something say, hey, I listen to this show at 2 o'clock in the morning while I'm at work. You know what? God bless you. But at the end of the day, you, you guys is what counts. You're the reason why we continue to do this. And if you're saying you're tired of something, then God dang it, I need to step up to the point what I'm supposed to do. And that's what it's all about. And on that note, Mr. Elias, if it is Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J. Rao Show. Coming up next on a need-to-know basis with my man, Mr. Jerome Esprit. So for Vanessa, for Jackie, for Johnny, for my main man, Jerome, and for Mr. Elias, I'm Jay Riles, and have a wonderful work week. And remember, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side of the Jay Riles Show. See you next week, guys, if God is willing. God bless you. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. You know what time it is, folks. For the next 45 to 60 minutes, you get nothing but Mr. Esprit. It is on a need-to-know basis with our main man, Jerome. Ben, Jerome, what's going on this morning? What do you got for us? Hey, I just want to let everybody know for the next 25, 35 minutes, you're going to get serious news, and who knows what the heck we're going to talk about <laughs> after that. All right, now, so, as mentioned before, Cicely Tyson, the actress, um, I mean, Cicely Tyson, who I know people are going to start talking about her in black history programs because we've been doing that for a long time. She passed away at 96 years old, and she gained an Oscar. Uh, an Oscar nomination for the um, 
She was a sharecropper's wife in Sounder. Now, I don't know mm-hmm. if young kids have seen Sounder, and I don't know why people scarred me like this when I was little. I don't know if it was a Black History program or something. When I was little, but they made us watch Sounder. That is pretty much one of the saddest things. That I've never seen it since, but I remember seeing it in, in um, elementary school, and I'm like, what the heck did we just watch? But this is I is the... Um, she is the gold standard to me when it really comes to acting. Just her regalness and stuff. Cicely Tyson has always been the best of all of, all of us, and not just all of black people, but Cicely Tyson has always watched her stature and her status, and she watched what roles she took. She made sure she took roles that was empowering women. She, Even though she did some slave movies, you know, just the share so sounder and um and ruth jane and all pittman. these other things oh i'm sorry what did you say jane pittman, jane I, was, pittman that's what it was. I was just it's on the back of my uh, on the tip of my tongue was the autobiography of miss jane pittman i never knew mm-hmm. how old cicely tyson was because i saw miss jane pittman after sounder <laughs> and i was like <laughs> i didn't realize she was so young like when she did the um what was it, Busting mm-hmm. Loose with uh, Richard Pryor? Yeah, Richard Pryor, yeah. yeah. I remember her in that, and I was like, did she do Miss Jane Pittman? She can't be that young. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The makeup on the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman was, um, again, it scarred me. So I could tell you to watch that in retrospect because they're old movies now. But back then, I was like, okay, I do not want to see uh, any of this stuff no more. But yeah, so Miss mm. Jane Pittman, what was that about her? It's about segregation, right? Somebody who lived during, during, um, during slavery. I think that's mm-hmm. what the. So, so I thought it was doing Jim Crow. No, was it was it? slavery, and then she, she, it was, it yeah, was and during slavery, and then, and then went to Jim oh, Crow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think it scarred. See, it scarred me, so I I blocked it out. So <laughs> I'm trying not to uh, relive that. Yeah, I'm not going to go back and rewatch it, but let me know how that turns out, Jay, if you decide to go watch the uh, autobiography. <laughs> See, that's just I was a little kid, to be honest. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I have not seen it either. I said it must have scarred me because I have no memory of it at all. Just a little bit <laughs> from the clips. Now, um, all right. Now, the CDC has issued a sweeping national mass mandate for all public transportation, including planes, ships, subways, and buses and will take effect on Tuesday. So the order will make not wearing a mask on public transportation a violation of federal law, and people violating it could face criminal penalties. Put on a face. Put on a mask. Good. Really? Now, um, yeah, a study from the uh, Virginia Tech University found that three-layer mask with two outer layers of fabric and a filter in between blocked at least 90% of potential infectious particles. So, again, fold a paper towel, because paper towels are made up a little bit, their fibers a little bit differently, and just put that inside of your mask. Use your paper towel as a filter. Three-fold it, and you'll be fine. That's what I was told. <laughs> I actually, I did that. So, instead of keeping, you know, you don't have to keep changing your mask all the time if you put a filter in between. So, I fold a paper towel. Any other type of um, napkin and stuff, you're going to get the particles that you're inhaling from the napkin. So, you know, try a paper towel. They kind of work a little bit better. Now, what an about Irish... The, uh, 
but what about with the N95 that, mask? What about the N95 mask? Yes, or yeah. So you don't have to do it for the N95 because the N95 actually has a filter, right? So it has a, a separate filter to it. But they're primarily talking about the people who are using cloth masks because you know that seemed to be popular. Everybody has cloth masks, but a cloth mask, uh, I think they they only filter about fifty percent. So you okay. have to have something in between that cloth mask. If you have an N95, you're good. N95s are different. Or in the KN95s, or, or I think they come from China. They still, mm-hmm. you might want to still put a filter in between the K90 N95s. But the N95s, okay. they filter out pretty good. Now, um, an iris firm is in the advanced stages of creating a tablet that stops the, fr- the spread of coronavirus. Now, the mm. iris-based M- MSD pharmaceuticals are in the advanced uh, stages of producing that tablet um, specifically for COVID is what their prime minister said on Wednesday night. Now, I think I would probably take a pill before I take a shot. I don't know why. Hmm. <laughs> Somebody had a pill and be like, look, take this Tylenol, you know, get this Advil and knock this that COVID out. I think I'd probably do that faster. All right, now, the, the you know, and Steve bringing that up with shots and the difference between the Pfizer and the Moderma, I just want to say that for anybody who's listening from that um, aspect. Johnson & Johnson long-awaited one-shot vaccine works. Now, the single-shot vaccine, they said it's 90, or sorry, it's 72% um, COVID cases um, that it prevents and 100%, it prevents 100% of death and um nobody has gone to hospital so hmm. even though when they keep saying oh it's only 72 percent that's 72 percent affection rate and after 28 days it goes up to 85 percent the johnson and johnson the longer you have that vaccination in your body the better it works is what their studies are showing them so johnson hmm. johnson would be the world's first one-dose um, COVID-19 vaccine that was authorized by regulators. We know that there's the AstraZeneca one out there. They haven't approved that yet, but um, but it appears it's less effective against their variants that AstraZeneca is um, because it requires just one dose. They said 100 million doses of that Johnson & Johnson vaccine will get twice as many people fully protected as a hundred doses of the either other two vaccines that are approved in the United States. So again, mm-hmm. I want to say that again for those people who are worried that the difference between the Johnson and Johnson, the Moderma, Moderma and Pfizer use RNA, not DNA related. It's a new technology. So whatever Steve was talking about that, I don't know anything about that, but it is using new technology. The Johnson & Johnson is more of a traditional vaccine that you would get for the flu, and it works pretty much just as good. It's 85% after 28 days of immunity. Hmm. Okay. And, and, and the reason that their numbers are so low is because you got to remember Pfizer and Moderna did not test against the variants either. We don't know how effective they are in variants. It's just that the, the Johnson & Johnson trial was so much longer, and it spread across so many different continents that the numbers look lower than it does in there. So I would not trust the Moderna, 
Pfizer more than I was at Johnson & Johnson because they tested it longer. And they ran it in various different places and different variants. All right. Um, Southwest has joined United, American, and Delta at banning emotional support animals, except for dogs and cats, if they're, sto- if they're stowed under the sea. But it's still going to cost you $95. So <laughs> on Monday, Southwest Airlines announced that it will ban those animals starting March 1st, um, follow, um, following the likes of American, United, and Alaska Airlines. So yeah, don't bring no support pigeon <laughs> like your support python up on nobody's plane because it ain't gonna, mm. it ain't gonna happen. Yeah, you, they're gonna put them up under the cargo hold like everybody else. Now, the mm. New York Times failed, you know, to your point of, um, and I really want to talk about this. I noticed even on the show, Elias, when you brought up the woman that was the black woman who was choked by the NFL player who was white. That it is really not emphasized that she's black and nobody talks about it. And we even skipped it on the show, even though you brought it up. We started talking Mm -hmm. about Michael Vick and other people. People really Mm -hmm. do skip over white folks' crimes. Mm -hmm. And we we all kind of, like, contribute to that. So I want to add one more story to to that. Um, The New York Times failed to fire their COVID reporter when he used the N-word when leading a school trip. Because they said it wasn't malicious. Now, this was just oh, one week. Yeah, it was just one week after the editor booted uh, for saying that she felt, what, what was it? She made that comment about uh, Biden when he flew into the Air Force base that she felt um, she felt like it was a, I can't think of what word she used, a new day or she felt good or something. And they said that was too emotional, that she was supporting Biden. This guy, Donald McNeese, who who writes on the coronavirus pandemic, has um, been submitted for a Pulitzer Prize, used a racial slur in front of a group of 26 students and some of their parents, and they're like, well, it wasn't malicious. But she can't say that she felt good about Biden coming in office, and they fire her. Again, that white privilege. You can can say what you can, like the... um, like the insurrectionists, right? White folks are like this. You can say what you want and do what you want to black people, to Mexicans, to your wife, to your dog. You can do anything. But once you say anything that goes against other white folks, like generally, it's 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 okay. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. They tried to overthrow the government, but we should move on. You know, for whoever that was who wrote about this show saying that... um you know, Jay, I ain't hearing anything about the Biden-Harris administration. You just had somebody overthrow the government. He's been in office less than two weeks or less than 10 days. Yes. Like, we need to move on. Let's focus on something else. Like, like yeah. I see on Facebook when these clowns say, see, Biden's been in office two weeks. And look how part of gas prices are going. And I was like, you got to <laughs> be kidding me, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You're like, I'm sorry. You, you want to really try to distract everybody this early? I mean, Really? Give, give, give them like a month. Like, just get some time to be in the really? up. So I'm going to help those people out for, for a second. Mexico asked the Biden administration to help stop the flow of guns from the U.S. Um, the country says about 70% of their weapons used in crimes come from the U.S. Mm. So the, the Mexican government estimates 2.5 million 
of the 3 million illegal weapons are smuggled from the U.S. over the last 10 years. Mm. Ah, so wow. we get their immigrants, but they we send them guns. Like it's like here's a trade. <laughs> Bring your people and here's let me let me help the cartels out. Mm. Now, now the Biden administration will have um, ordered a special enrollment period for Obamacare or for the affordable health care by reopening right. health.gov. So they're saying that they fear that people losing coverage because of the coronavirus. And uh, so President Joe Biden has set a reopening of the nation's online insurance marketplace, healthcare.gov, as um, I think they're going to open it on the 15th. On February 15th, it's going to be open for, I think, 90. They said from maybe 90 days, but I'm not mm. really sure. Because initially, the initial reporting was it may be 30, 45, or 60 days. So the new enrollment period... Um, will last probably minimally about 60 days, I think. There's a normal six-week sign-up period from November to December, but you have to remember the Trump administration cut the marketing front, and then they shortened the window of enrollment. Hmm. So, yeah. So they um, also reported that female employees... Oh, well, anyway, they, they're just reporting that they'll... Um, you know, you have a chance since women, I think the unemployment numbers this week found that 100% of the people who were unemployed were all females that asked for unemployment yeah. benefits. 100% of them. So if you're losing health coverage, that means your families are losing health coverage. So they're going to open back up the, um, the um, exchanges. Mm. Now, in speaking of the Biden administration, Joe Biden fr- fr- freezes billions of dollars of arms sales to the Middle East, including F-35s um, to the UAE and smart bombs for Saudi Arabia. So the F-35 jets are uh, a major component of that $23 billion sale of high-tech um, um, armaments from the, um, I guess, a general... Atomics is what it's called, Lockheed Martin and Raytheon Technology Corporation to the United Arab. Um, and so here, here's what happened. They tried to give to Jared Kirshner's friends, and remember they were cutting those side deals to send weapons to um, to that region. And Biden mm-hmm. just froze. Brian just said that that's not happening. Mm. Yep. And so, wow. and also, you know. What happened as well as far as the Biden administration is concerned, he did sign um, quite a few executive orders. I would go over it. I'll go over it um, some other time. But the Biden administration really did go through and start picking apart all of these things that Trump was trying to sneak in before he left. So there is a little known rule in um, on the House side, you know, in Congress's side. That says that if an administration, there's a, it's a it's a federal, um, I can't think of what it's called, but it's it's a it's a federal review review act, and I can't think of the name of okay. it. But they by law can go back and look at any law that was passed in the 60 days of any administ- of the last 60 days of the previous administration. So if they enact that, mm. they'll be able to go up and freeze up everything that they did in the last 60 days. <laughs> 
since they thought they were (laughs) yeah wow now now a trump supporter with 53 58,000 twitter followers is charged with the 2016 election interference that encouraged Hillary Clinton supporters to vote via text instead of real ballots. So Douglas really? Mack, 31, um, uh, he's known as Ricky Vaughn online, is accused of trying to suppress the um, votes for Hillary Clinton in 2016. So what he did is he made these ads that they put out that had this black woman on there telling black people to text a number and that would be their vote. So the post really? was it was retweeted 175 times and get this there were at least 4900 people who responded to that phone number using that fake what? text. Yep. 4 <laughs> uh 4900 wow. people voted by text because of those Wow. Things. So okay, so I don't know what to say about this, but um, they try this every election cycle. You can vote by text. You can, um, the election day is a different day. And I know people are busy and have stuff to do, but we just can't keep falling for that. And But there's always a percentage really? that does. Did you, did you see in Atlanta where they're trying to say now that if you're going to mo- vote by mail, you got to use, you got to show your ID twice? Yep. <laughs> yep, they tried that. What? And that got out by the Supreme Court. And I think what the Biden administration is going to do is once Congress, because once they get rolling, Congress is going to go on this. The the part of the Voting Rights Act that was stripped or shot down kind of by the um, Mm -hmm. Supreme Court had to do with the Congress um, redoing Section 3 of the Voting Rights Act. And Section 3 is where states like Florida and Texas and Georgia and um, North Carolina, those states that had histories of suppressing black folks' votes, had to go through um, the, the Justice Department to get permission to change laws as far as, their, as far as voting is concerned. So that law that you're just talking about, uh, uh, that they're proposing, um, they had to go through for, clear, for pre-clearance before they can do that. And the reason they couldn't is because Ms. McConnell and those guys would not update whatever wording that they needed to change so that um, they couldn't make these changes. So over the last four years or so, or I'm sorry, over the last like six years that they've been trying to change this because even during Obama, they were trying to update this, but these states have been changing to suppress votes. The thing that's probably going to happen within the first four months of the Biden administration is that they're going to put those restrictions back. So they're trying to do they laws to. as they can, but any law that dis, that disenfranchises people from voting is going to be dis, it's going to be unconstitutional. Hmm. And now, the irony is that I I want to say it's um, Georgia. They put up legislation that says that they, if they don't like the outcome of a race federally that the legislation, the legislators can pick who they want to support for president. They actually have a law that they're trying to push. I thought that was, I thought that was Pennsylvania. I thought, because I've seen that in there, because that, that one guy, that he was on the uh, MSNBC, and he and he went off. He was like, no, nah, because they, they, they were trying to push that through, but maybe you're right. It might have been 
Well, um, I know Pennsylvania Georgia. was doing something dissimilar. I mean, they were doing pretty much the same thing. So I don't know which one it was specifically because they were talking about both of them. So it, yeah, if I don't like, whoever tried if to I don't push like it, what you're doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna put who I want in there. What? Yeah, no, no. Mm-mm. Again, it shows you really trying to. Destroy our democracy, man. They are, and people don't get. That's why I don't understand why people won't get out and vote, man. They're trying yeah. to destroy our democracy, and they won't. They won't vote. They're like, eh, 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 my vote don't count anyway. Well, it really ain't gonna count. I did destroy our democracy. Well, I guarantee you. I guarantee you, in ten years, those um, Trump people won't want to come out to vote either. Well, you can't say No, they probably won't. Their whole thing is, hey, they're cheating, so we're not going to do anything. So they normally don't have them in the pool. And Republicans cannot win without Democrats voting for Republicans. Yeah. So I don't know how they plan on correcting that, but I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, you know, up in other Biden news, you know, the U.S. Air Force will allow women to wear braids, ponytails, Hmm. and bangs to reflect the diversity uh, the diverse force that we are is what they said, but men are still not allowed to have beards. So Joanne Bass, the chief master sergeant of the Air Force, said the changes uh, which were announced after women said that their previous policies um, led to um, migraines and hair loss uh, were overdue. Like So they needed to change what they were doing for, um, you know, the diversity. You know, because I'm sure they can't just put a lot of hair care products in and if you don't understand this, I'm not going to... You know, Kathleen's not here, is she? No, she's it, not. Okay. Right. I wish Kathleen was here. See, we need a black woman in on this one. But the fact is, is that black people put grease in their hair, and white folks have oil... Their hair is oily, right? And mm-hmm. so you have to treat people's hair differently. And so they're saying mm-hmm. the Air Force is allowing women to do some things that's going to help them keep a healthy hair. So they can wear ponytails and braids. Now, mm. I remember the news story where some state was trying to get um, saying that you had to be a licensed beautician to have your hair braided. Mm. Remember that oh, story? You're, you're saying, <laughs> you're saying that the Air Force is—they're allowing females to have braids. That's that's news. I mean, women had braids when I was in the military. That was freaking twenty some years ago. Yeah, and um, you just dealt with a Trump administration that was trying. It. Oh, okay. Like they were yeah, taking okay, everything so. out, so they're going back to allow that again. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. I didn't know they did that. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. As long as your hair is within, you know, you, you can't be on your collar, and you know, there's certain things yep. you can do. But yeah, women have always had braids in the military. Matter of no, fact, that. that's why I saw my first extensions, Jerome. I was in the military. <laughs> A girl went home from leave. Back in the eighties, oh, and her hair was this big, and she came back. I'm like, damn, her hair grew a lot in thirty days. It's a fool. That's an extension. I'm like, what is an extension? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, I'm glad the ladies are not on in Mariana music. Just know that's that that's Jay. That ain't got nothing to do with this. <laughs> what I do, I just I don't, I don't know nothing okay, about hair extensions because you know we get yelled at sometimes about being guys on the show. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. it's actually hilarious to me That he shocked you When you came back with more hair Remember that saying Your hair used to be that long Remember people used to say stuff like that Yeah anyway. that's, exactly, that's what I did You didn't hear it I, I tried to do it That's very that long. Here's another thing 
But you know, here's something else too that I know people will get mad about this. I'm, you know, once again, this is in the '80s. She came back with different eye colors. Like, damn, I didn't know her eyes were like green. It's like, man, like, that, those are contacts. Like, what? It's like maybe I didn't pay her any attention. Like, <laughs> and it was amazing. I'm like, damn, she's a whole new person. Yeah, okay, man. Yeah, my bad. Sorry, yeah. man. Go ahead. <laughs> I want a girl with extensions in the hair. Bamboo earrings, at least two pair. You know. There you go. We should have put a little LL in here. It's jingling, baby. Um, again, send your comments to comments. <laughs> um, Jay, you're gonna get some. You're gonna get some bad ones on this one. We're not. We're not saying anything. Yes, sir. Bad. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. I'm not mad. I ain't scared. I'm ready. I don't want you to be. Uh, I don't want you to be shocked. Okay. All right. So, um, all right. So I had to had to woosah because I'm about to take the show down a notch. Now, um, Rod Stewart and his son has reached a plea deal to a sexual battery sexual battery um, charges. I'm sorry, it's not a sexual battery. They settled a plea cha- um, plea charge for battery charges stemming from an altercation that he had with a security guard at um, I guess it was at the. Breaker Hotel in Palm Beach on New Year's Eve. That fool, um, and he is a fool, Rod Stewart, mocked a Nazi salute in front of a black dude. And, oh, my um, God. Swung, they, I think they swung at him. Like they were fighting against the black dude. And then, I don't know if they called him a name or anything, but the black dude went to sue them. So they were arrested for it, and they have now reached a plea deal. Now, when I first had the story earlier in the week uh, it was two days later they had a plea deal they were really trying to get this out of the news but it was Rod Stewart and his son um, Sean Stewart who's 40 they will not be going to trial for the altercation that they had with that black guy mm-hmm. and they were being racist as hell to them yeah wow this wow, is the wow, world wow. we live in everybody's feeling it right so I know what you're going to say you know Rod Stewart was cool back in the days he probably wasn't. He probably was. He probably was masking it, living his mm-hmm. good life that he was. And now that he feels emboldened, he, um, you know, get, you know, I don't know how. I thought he, he had a black wife. Am I confusing him with another uh, David okay. Bowie? I thought he had a him black wife. But David Bowie, because I used to do that. David, David Bowie. That's who it was. You're mom. right, David Bowie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know why yeah, I did Boy. that too. Used to back in the days, I'm like Ryan Stewart, David Bowie. Same thing. All right, now CBS executive Peter Dunn and David Friend were both placed on administrative leave on Monday after a report from the L.A. Times cataloged a series of accusations of sexism, racism, and bullying. So the pair was accused of degrading anchor um, Yuki Washington with Dunn saying that he was always jive-talking and dancing. Now, he's a local um, newscaster. And Brooke Thomas, who hosted the morning show, was forced out just after six months. Um, and another anchor was considered for, uh, for a role, but was allegedly got, um, denied because they said that he was too gay. So, friend um, insisted that he was never making decisions based upon anybody's gender or race. And Dunn hasn't commented, but the paper says... They maintain um, a tight grip on the stations up under them and um, has final say over which local anchors and reporters appear on CBS. So he has since 2009 
run a chain of 28 CBS-owned stations with a staff of 2,800 people, and it estimates and they estimate 1.6 billion billion dollars a year in revenue. And and this and this is the same company, the CBS, when um, the sexual harassment stuff with Les Moonves happened when he was the chairman and CEO. He was the one mm-hmm. who banned Janet Jackson. So if, if you don't remember that story that I did, um, what was it, last year or the year before, that Janet Jackson, after the Super Bowl, because it was on CBS, Les Moonves stopped her from making records. So the reason that we haven't heard from Janet Jackson in years, and you thought yep. she was taking a break, is because CBS owned the record company that Janet Jackson was on. And when she recorded... They stopped her from the radio stations that they owned from them playing her music. That one guy did. Yep, I remember that. Yep. And so when she got her book deal at Simon and Simon and Schuster, and she put a book out, when Les Moonves found out, their subdivision up under CBS, and he called them and he said, "I did not want anything coming out from her." He he ripped mm. them, cursed them out. And he almost he stopped her book deal, and they paid mm. her in advance, and they were about to release it, and um, he saw it, and that one mm-hmm. guy did that. So yeah, I remember talk that. About, yeah, when we talk about the difference between um, Fox and CBS and ABC or MSNBC, they all have the same racist people at the top of them doing what they're doing down to your local station. So here's another one: they own. 26 CBS-owned stations, and those guys were forcing black people out because they thought that they were just too black. Hmm. That's the world we live in. So that's why everybody needs to get arrested because the only way you're going to stop the, the, the bigotry is to tell them that when they break the law or they cross the line, you need, they need to have punishment. They need to have some kind of repercussions for their actions. Now, a black... Hmm. Sheriff's deputy and a father of seven, 55, died from cancer. He was denied a burial plot in the cemetery because he was black. So Alan Harris, deputy Darren Simeon, 55, died on Sunday after a brief battle with cancer. He um, he goes to his wife calls the the cemetery and she's white. So she called the cemetery to make arrangements, and they said that they cannot accept him because he was black. Mm. And they won't mm-hmm. bury him in that cemetery. It's in Louisiana, Jeez. by the way. If you want to know where Alan Paris is, yeah. Mm. <sighs> All right. So uh, um, um, sex work could be dem- decriminalized in New York State under a new bill introduced by the state Senate, meaning prostitutes can't be prostituted, but Johns will face heavily, heavy fines, and pimps could be jailed. Now, I'm going to disagree with this bill on the fact that there's no women on this show right now. And I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> Why is it? Why a pimp got to go to jail? Anyway, in the new bill aimed at decriminalizing a sex act in New York, it was introduced on Monday, and um, they said that they introduced the sex Trade Survivors Justice and Equity Act, which was created to help sex trade, um, the help of sex trade survivors and advocates. So while the bill, based on so-called uh, equality or Nordic, the Nordic model, I don't know what that means, will repeal crimes against selling sex, 
um, the act of buying sex and sex trafficking, trafficking and brothels owned um, will continue to be illegal. So mm-hmm. selling sex, you won't go to jail. Buying sex, you will go to jail. <laughs> wow. I'm, I am so confused. I ain't buying sex. It's not that I do anyway, but I'm just saying now, now there's no, there's no way. I'm just joking. I'm in New York State, so I just thought I'd share that joke. <laughs> anyway, don't buy sex, people. <laughs> don't sell it. Don't traffic in it. And don't own a brothel in New York State because you can't come here. Just want to say that. Mm-hmm. Now, um, billionaire Leon Black steps down from Apollo Global Management after investing investigations revealed that he paid Jeffrey Epstein $148 million in professional services and not $75 million as it was thought. Now, I don't know what kind of professional services he's getting from Jeffrey Epstein, really? but $148 million is what the CEO of Apollo Global Management paid, and um, they found out after internal investigation. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, you know, speaking of Jeffrey Epstein, so that just, uh, what's her name, Jocelyn Maxwell? I think that's her name. Uh-huh. She asked the judge to dismiss her case ahead of her trial on charges that she uh, <laughs> recruited teenage girls in 1990. This is why she asked. Now, this, my friend, made me laugh. She said, um, well, her attorney said the indictment against their client was obtained unjustly and doesn't um, allege crime specific enough to, to go before a jury. But he also said in his filings, um, was a claim that it should be thrown out because it was obtained with a grand jury outside of New York. Um, okay. And wait, and the 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 jury or the the grand jury didn't have any black and Hispanic jurors in a grand jury, so they were underrepresented. So wow. he wants to throw it out because black people were not a jury. Now, I don't know what wow. he thinks. Now they said the fact that Miss Maxwell herself is neither black or Hispanic, does not deprive her from her standing of raising the challenge. They want to throw it out because there was no black or Hispanic people on the jury. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's... I just want to say this. Black people on the jury is not going to help you with sex charges. It ain't like really? black people. Like, well, that's okay then. Black people are going to be hard on your butt for you. You ain't lying. Child, you know, I don't know, but that's the, that was their case. They really believe that they brought that up in court. That since there was not enough black, or there there were no black Hispanic people, that they need to throw it out. Mm. I'm like hell. You could have a whole black and Hispanic um, jury, and you gonna get you gonna get a lot of time for that. We don't really play that in the community. Like that's something that you shouldn't be preying on children. I just want to say that really? for the record. Yeah. So. um you know, there's a there's cause for this um, guy Scott Perry to quit over his role in overturning elections. So Democrats are lashing out at Scott Perry after it was revealed that um, he's the one who got the acting attorney general. He, he was trying to get the attorney general replaced with a Trump loyalist to overturn the elections. So they found out what congressmen did that. Again, they're coming through everybody's records, and now they're figuring out. They tried to pull a coup at the attorney general's office so that when 
um, so that Attorney General can end up suing Georgia to m- give them cover to overturn their election. Mm. A lot of people are going to have to go yeah. to jail. We just cannot really? move on because technically they need to be prosecuted. They really tried to pull a coup across the board. <laughs> now, President Joe Biden's Treasury Department has revived the plan to put Tubman back on the $20 bill after it was delayed. All so, right, all right. Yeah, good. So they're going to take, they said that Treasury said that it would take the necessary steps to add um, Harriet Tubman back on there where, you know, Steve Mnuchin, who need to be in jail, said it would yeah. be he said it would be delayed till 2030. They didn't want. Mm. They did not want to put Harriet Tubman on the bill. Mm. All right, so yeah. we're gonna be getting our um, Tubman soon. And the other story, Thank since you. people feel like we didn't talk about Joe Biden enough, he's setting up a Supreme Court Reform Commission that can pave the way for what they're calling court packing. So Joe Biden is looking to create a commission to study the reforms to the Supreme Court, and a new report that was revealed on Wednesday uh, which can pave the way for that Republican nightmare. Now, multiple people familiar with the uh, the matter told Politico that the bipartisan commission would fall under the White House Counsel's Office and would look at recommending changes to the federal judiciary overall, not just the Supreme Court. And the president has the ability to do this. So being that they packed the court, Mitch McConnell, Biden is about to do a reform that's going to probably balance that piece back out. Mm, so they can, need to. Yeah, he can add as many, he can add like two more seats to the Supreme Court and then appoint the judges on there. If he mm. does that within his first two years, it wouldn't be jacked that the Republicans can do. Now, no. there's a report out that says that um, minimally 50 judges, Biden has the ability to appoint 50 judges right now. Judges started retiring right now because they were waiting for Trump to get out of office. Even Republican yeah, judges that. are waiting. Yeah. yeah. So so he can get up to, I mean, they're around about 50 now that Biden's going to be able to appoint. You know, so to put to um, Vanessa's concern about the judges and stuff, they're about to pendulum swing that thing back. Mm. Which, now, um, Goya Food bans its CEO from doing interviews without the board's permission after it called Biden's win unverified and sales dropped. Because <laughs> people were like, I'm not buying Goya. Yeah, <laughs> so really. The, 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 um, the CEO, Robert um, I, 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 Unin, I guess his name, 67, has been told that he must seek permission from the board before making any uh, appearances going forward. That Trump supporter now is having a problem. See, mm. like when your company starts um, losing money, it looks a whole lot different. Because mm-hmm, people don't—that's how that's all they understand is money. Mm-hmm. That's really all they understand. Hey, and like I said, you knew things were going to change once Marriott and those guys started pulling money from the Republican Party because they're all Republicans. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know, you can yell Tea Party and MAGA people all you want, but MAGA people ain't giving up no loot like that. No. no, they're saying they have a lot of money, but those corporations that have been funding them, that's where Republicans get their money. So there'll be some changes made, and once they start getting arrested, you're going to watch some attitudes change. So the um, Department of Justice um, Inspector General launched probes into whether senior officials tried to overturn 
the presidential election. So the Justice Department said on Monday that they are officially opening an investigation onto whether officials at the department tried to overturn their elections. So they're looking through the Justice Department. They're looking at congressmen with um, Lieutenant General Andre. No, he's not Lieutenant General, is he? But the retired General Andre is looking at Congress. And it's going to be interesting to me to watch um, and see if somebody in Congress comes out with handcuffs. Mm. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's going to be really, really interesting to watch that. Now, um, you know, in Vanilla Ice is news, because I didn't do um, Vanilla Ice today. So I'll do, mm. I'll do some pretty quick. Ian Benjamin, um, Ian Benjamin Rogers, 43, was arrested and has been charged with possession of unregistered destructive devices. He had pipe bombs, by the way. Um, official says that mm. he told officers the bombs were for entertainment. Like, oh, how that's, you go to court with really, a bomb and be like... They were entertainment? Yeah. Wow. He, he told them that the pipe bombs were for entertainment, but text messages showed that he wanted to harm Democrats and he would go to war if Trump left office, is what he said. So authorities said that Rogers also was in possession of a white privilege card that said that wow. he was yeah yeah when it says member since birth and you know expires at death kind of thing and you know anyway this guy has an auto um they went to his business and during his arrest officers discovered a gun safe at his business which is british auto repair shop in napa valley uh, which allegedly contained pipe bombs, black powder, pipes, end caps, and they all can be used to d- develop or to build destructive mm. devices. These are the people who you're dealing with. But we mm. need to move on and stop talking about the insurrection, right? So a man in New York has been charged over his role in the riots, um, but insists that he's not a Trump supporter. He was only in Washington to understand MAGA fans. So the FBI was tipped <laughs> off that Christopher uh, Ortiz, 27, from Huntington, Long Island, has been at the riot with several people coming forward, um, and at least two of the people coming forward tell authorities that he can be heard on the video yelling, onward, and yeah, we're at the door. But he was there just to watch and understand mega fans. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. now, prosecutors want to ban... Um, uh, wanted to ban the Capitol rioter who stole Nancy Pelosi's um, laptop from using the internet because she encouraged people to destroy evidence. Evidence. Yeah. While she was on, mm-hmm. when they let her out, she's on house arrest. Mm-hmm. She was telling people to destroy evidence. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Bad. So another guy, this guy Dustin Bryan Thompson, was charged with stealing a coat rack <laughs> during the riots. He's 36, mm-hmm. Columbus, Ohio. He was stopped by the Capitol Police, um, uh, but he fled, so they went and picked him up. Like mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. needs to go to jail. Like what, what kind yeah, of business stealing a coat rack? What'd you say? Mm-hmm. You're not kidding. That this is crazy, man. Mm-hmm. You know. What, I don't understand these people, man. Yep. But, again, I think it's important that we still do news and stop moving on, as people keep saying. We need to bring everybody together. Once we put them together, everybody who's left, we'll bring them together. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, two Virginia police officers who snapped selfies at the Capitol riot 
or what they called a riot, um, boasted about it on social media. They were fired um, after being hit with federal charges. So Rocky Mountain Police Sergeant Thomas Robertson, uh, 47, and Officer Jacob um, Fracker was 29, was fired from the police department on Tuesday for their role in that insurrection. And also, a New York man is charged with storming the Capitol and being caught on video smoking a joint while he was chanting, (laughs) whose house? Our house. (laughs) I'm sorry. Wow. I'm laughing at that, but he literally smoked a joint while he was filming himself. And um, so, they're charging him with knowingly entering and remaining in a restricted building or grounds with without lawful authority and disorderly conduct. And again, all of these charges can be upgraded. That is the point. So they put those charges on them just to hold them. But I believe that when they get ready, they're going to really kind of knock them out, you know, knock them out the box with some of these, um, you know, some more, some additional charges. Wow. Yeah. Now I, I know, um, you know, we don't have any of the public grocery stores in uh, in our area, but I know they're down south. There's a bunch of them. But one of the heiress to the public supermarket chain has um, she donated three hundred thousand dollars to that um, rally on January sixth. So yeah. she did. Alex Jones gave about fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, there. The FBI is combing through everything. So those numbers weren't released on who was giving money, but they're now finding out who gave money to support it and who backed, who financially backed this insurrection. So the French, um, I, and I'm trying to think of what to call him. I don't know if he was a blogger, but some guy who had a bunch of bitcoins donated um, $500,000 to various white supremacist organizations, and he actually gave money for that rally. He committed suicide. He checked into a hotel, and he committed suicide. And again, mm. what's going on is that they're about to get outed. So when mm. you know, we keep asking the question, well, what's going to happen, and they're just going to get let off, and um, they're not going to go to jail, once they get outed, they, are, they cannot fade back into normal society. And that's mm. what is, is wigging them out. So they're, they're, we're now starting to see some of the fallout from that. But yeah, that guy wow. um that guy actually committed suicide. Wow. You know what I got. Well, you can't so say that, but it's, it's a very, very I, I I am not play black and white. Kathleen is not here, but I did have some stories for black and white. I am gonna I am gonna give um, you know well, actually before I do that, um there is another story where <laughs> excuse me. An Ohio teacher who's 31 was jailed for having morning a morning sex session with two teens uh, in her car at her home. So former Baker Bedfield high school teacher Laura um, Drunker, that's kind of a Dunker is her name. She was sentenced to two years in prison on Thursday after pleading guilty to sexual battery in um, their county court. Now you know in. Again, I stopped doing those stories, but they're still going on because we've been talking about so many other things that, um, mm-hmm. you know, we we missed all the sexual harassment and teacher um, stories. Like, 
there is a there is a story that says that sexual harassment claim made by pretty women are more likely to be believed, uh, according to new research from the University <laughs> wow. of Washington. Yeah, now, I don't mm. I don't know who's doing research or who's commissioning those, but um, we should commission our own research. But they're saying that the University of Washington has revealed that young women attractive are more likely to believe when making accusations for sexual harassment than I guess people who are not pretty. Wow. That make it <laughs> never make it don't make a difference, man. The world does not make again, a difference. I am glad the ladies are not here with us because the reason it is funny to us is because it is so doggone unbelievable. It is sick. You know, I didn't hey, I didn't do the story. There's a story that um this this court in I want to say it was I want to say it was Taiwan, so I guess I shouldn't get the country incorrect. But it was an it was an Asian com- country, I'd say that. And they said because the woman had who was sexually assaulted had red underwear on, that she was asking for being, and they let the guy off because her underwear. Oh was, my God! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's the so world must, we live the in. The color my drawers determine that I want. It, that's it. That's what? it. If you get sexually assaulted in that country and you have red underwear on, you're you ask for it is what they rule in there. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, doing the sensationalized stories, I try not to, I try not to emphasize them too much. But it is going on in the world. We kind of need to see what Mm -hmm. what it is, you know. Um, Now, there's a um, Kathleen brought this up last last week. Um, the White House is demanding the unconditional release of the Russian opposition re- um, leader, Alexei, um, I guess it's Navalny. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the crackdown on their peaceful protests over the weekend. So Russian authorities um, arrested more than 3,000 people last weekend. Not even this Damn. weekend. That was last weekend's number. And his wife, um, Yula, was released from from custody in Moscow after posting a selfie inside a police van after her arrest at this anti-Putin rally. So, mm. um, but she she was in custody and they did release her. So, you know, in Russia, you know, they're trying to, you know, point the finger at the U.S. while they're cracking down on their own <laughs> folks. So it's really difficult to, um, you know, I guess to make those false equivalents. Like when I hear yeah. people say things like, um, and I can't believe I'm about to do this, but we've been doing this on the show all day. When people, white folks are saying, Black Lives Matter, we expect y'all to be going at them. Black Lives Matter is not terrorist. Black Lives Matter has not done mm-hmm. anything to anybody. Protesters are not breaking the law. It's lawful to protest. So making yeah. false equivalents is what we do in this country so much that we start copying it. We start saying, mm. well, Black Lives Matter and comparing them to the Klan is crazy. There is no really? black organization in this country ever that went to kill white folks for being white or dislike nope. white folks for being white. So racist mm-hmm. people will make up somebody so that they have a false equivalent. Mm-hmm. That's why... I know you probably saw this where, um, what is her name? The woman in Missouri, Corey, 
Congresswoman Corey uh, Bush. Ah, I can't remember her name. Where, Bush. Corey Bush. Bush. Yeah. Corey Bush. Yeah. She moved mm-hmm. her office because of the little white supremacist MAGA supporter congresswoman that mm-hmm. represents Rome, Georgia. She's out of Rome, yeah. Georgia. But she's yelling at the black woman. Now, I like her response. I don't know if you saw this, but she was being interviewed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, mm-hmm. first of all, we're moving not because we're scared of her. Cori Bush will beat yeah. that woman down. Like, she <laughs> wanted to make it clear. I'm not scared mm-hmm. of her, but my staff is under risk. So yeah. what people like to do is they like to incite violence, and then they like to hide in the corner. But if that white mm-hmm. woman roll up on Cory Bush, Cory Bush is going to knock her out. Believe yep. that. I, I, you said I that. won't tell you, you like this. <laughs> I, I believe not, that you said it. Yeah, you know, I can, I can see the look on her face. She's like, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that because of me. Right? Yeah. Because you She's roll up on Cory Bush's swelters. <laughs> Or here's here's what I would like Matt Gates to do: go to Corey Bush's district and hold a rally. Right. Right. Like, right. right. Support, you get your butt ran out of St. Louis. You ain't lying. Did you right? Did you ever see that thing on Facebook with them people in D.C. where they the white them the, the Trump supporters parked in in a spot in D.C. and then them people like get your ass up out of here. You know we'll support Trump. That you leave your car there, it ain't gonna be there when you get back. <laughs> <laughs> the brothers, the brothers, like, and you, you got a gun. The brother put up, I got a gun. So you want to come on with it? You come on with it. I was loving every man. Something got in that. Jumpers got back in their car and they left. Yeah, they hey. left. But the brothers wasn't playing. They like, get your ass up out of here. Ain't no Trump yeah. supporter gonna park over here. <laughs> right. See, they think that people are scared of them because they're supporting Trump. I'm like that. You're being a coward when you go into areas where you got 90% white folks and two black people and you're yelling and burning crosses on them. Mm-hmm. You, want, you got a problem, you go to where black people is and tell them you got a problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> them, what, them, brothers, them brothers, was, they was dope with that. Man, I couldn't stop laughing, man. I was quite <laughs> up. You know, I, uh, I would tell a story, but I'm going to have to tell it off the air. There <laughs> are times... That that happens. That sometimes you gotta let people know that whatever you think your privilege is, your privilege stopped uh, when you stopped right in front of me, right? Mm-hmm. Like I used to tell people all the time, if you need to go into black communities and lock your doors in front of black people, just don't go there. Like right. if you that scared of black people, leave them alone. Like yeah. your privilege says I should be able to go, but now you're like, oh my gosh, I have to. Lock my doors. Nobody, no, nobody wants you. I just yeah. need to emphasize yeah. that. Nobody I had to tell a white woman at work that she's like, I don't want to go to Gary and shop. You know, black guys don't nobody want you. Seriously, right? Don't nobody want you. You ain't got no ass and you ain't that good looking. So no, nah, don't nobody <laughs> want you. So you ain't got to worry about that. <laughs> See, uh-huh. on that note, I can't even. I can't follow nothing up with that because I. I don't like. <laughs> I normally don't go that far to, to not tell them you are not cute and you're not even attracted to black people. I try not to say mm-hmm. that often, but the truth is, oh, yeah. is that you will get the, the person who's the least attractive going there thinking that people love them. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know where that's coming from. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. I know we only have a minute left, but I just wanted to um, wrap up on that to say the world is crazy and still, still, we need to stay diligent and throw those people who are breaking the law in jail. 
That is my That's brother's favorite sure. announcement for the day. And shout out to Mariana <laughs> Music. Hey, girl. Because <laughs> Jay I'm right now. <laughs> That's all he had to say. <laughs> like, uh, uh, you know what that means? Holla! <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, Jay has to be brown way. Watch out there now. You know. There you go. <laughs> all right. All right, brother. I'll see you next week. All right. See you next week. All, all right, right, man. Bye, bye. Bye, bye.